The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. Triple Eight Nine Hundred. 3393 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. The uh, Democrat nominee for governor in Vermont was uh, on CNN yesterday with John Berman. This is that beautiful woman. Yeah, she, we, we established that yesterday that mm-hmm. she's, uh, she's stunning. Yeah. And so her name is uh, Christine Halquist, and uh, she was born a man, but now she's a beautiful woman. And she is running for governor in in uh, Vermont, and she will face the Republican nominee in November. We could, in fact, get the first ever trans governor of a state. So she was being asked about socialism because she's got some sh- socialist policies. There's n- no doubt about that. She sounds a little bit like Alexandra Ocasio Cortez in some of her policy uh, positions. Um, but he asked her about socialism. Here's what she said. It gets to a really fascinating national poll that came out this week. And Democrats and Democratic-leading voters were asked their view of capitalism and their view of socialism. And for the first time in Gallup's measurement here, at least the first time we've seen, more Democrats viewed socialism favorably than capitalism. Does that surprise you? Well, you know... I'm I'm not a person that's big on labels because I found labels are used to separate people. You know, I look at the platform of 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 a living wage mm-hmm. and health care for all. Yeah, that's called civilized society. You no. know, I don't even know mm. how that became socialism or or mm. Republican or Democrat. Let's be a civilized society. Do you support capitalism? I hello. You know, I well, obviously. <laughs> The, the, the long history of measuring uh-huh. ourselves by increasing of, of gross domestic product is a flawed measure because yeah. that just encourages consumption. And, and we can see what consumption is doing to our world. Again, I know you don't like labels. And this poll didn't <laughs> ask people to choose between capitalism and socialism. Mm. But when faced with a choice between the two, it does sound like you look more favorably, again, the labels you have an issue with, on the ideas <laughs> behind socialism. Stupid. Well, and yes, and I, I'm, I'm not sure I even know what socialism is, so, so, Wait, so I just don't have what? the, the Wait, background I'm sorry. To, to answer that question. What? Okay. That person just won the Democrat Party nomination to be the next governor of a state in the United States of America. And she doesn't know what socialism is? Even though she just got finished saying... That free healthcare is just a part of being a civilized society. I mean, this is a, what? It's what? a man <laughs> A man How do we stop this madness? You know, we're committing national suicide here. We, we've got a tidal wave of these imbeciles telling us that in order to be civilized, people who have worked hard for everything they have have to be forced to pay for everything other people want. Because somehow, those other people are entitled to the things you've earned. I'm sorry, that's not socialized. That's not civilized. 
That's not charity. It's theft. It's stealing. And it's immoral. We're being told now, Chelsea Clinton just said it this week, taking the lives of children, 62 million since 1973, it's good for the economy. And that we're also told that killing those children is a right that all women have. We're also told that the the baby growing in the womb of a woman is somehow not even human. We don't know what that is. I mean, that's idiocy. It's anti-science. It's murder. And it's immoral. We're being told right now that all of this violence being done by a group of masked morons who hate this country, Antifa, is somehow okay. In fact, it's admirable because they claim they're fighting against, what, uh, two dozen neo-Nazis that nobody supports or cares about? And everybody has denounced? Since this despicable Antifa group uh, doesn't like those 24 goofballs any more than anyone else does, the hate field rage they're expressing every weekend is really kind of necessary. Except it isn't. It's just as hateful and ugly as the neo-Nazis. And there are many more of those masked Antifa idiots by a factor of, I don't know, probably hundreds. And we need to stop them before civil war breaks out here. They're anti-stability, they're anti-American, and they're immoral. We're being told every day that the earth is being destroyed by global warming, climate change, climate weirding, what, whatever stupid term is in vogue this week. Let me just give you a few of the predictions from so-called scientists. We were told uh, back in 1970 by Paul Ehrlich that between 1980 and 1989, this is scary. So when it gets to 1980 to 89, just know that some 4 billion Four billion people, including 65 million Americans, will perish in a great die-off due to global warming. Okay? It's going to be a scary decade, 1980 to 89. I shouldn't laugh. No, you should not. That is going this is to not, be terrible. It's not funny. When the 80s get here, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 65 million Americans <laughs> will be dead from climate change. And again, that was 1980 to 1989. Okay. Uh, Dennis Hayes. Chief organizer for the very first Earth Day, one of the founders of Earth Day. It's already too late to avoid mass starvation, he wrote in uh, the 1970 issue of The Living Wilderness. Peter Gunter, uh, North Texas State University professor, wrote in 1970, demographers agree almost unanimously on the following grim timetable. Okay, here we go. By 1975... Widespread famines will begin in India. These will spread by 1990 to include all of India, Pakistan, China, and the Near East, Africa. By the year 2000, or conceivably sooner, South and Central America will exist under famine conditions. By the year 2000, 30 years from now, the entire world, with the exception of Western Europe, North America, and Australia, will be in famine. 
It's going to be a scary time. That is, I'm. It's going to be. I'm a, frightened. Yeah. Scary. When the 70s and the 80s kick in. Oh man, we're screwed. I'll tell you. Yeah, the 1980s mm. called. They want their scare tactics back. <laughs> Come on. So, despite being as wrong as humanly possible, that same hysteria continues, and they continue to be wrong on everything. They're wrong about hurricanes. They're wrong about snow. They're wrong about cold. They're wrong about heat. They're wrong about everything. They're liars and manip- manipulators, and they're dangerous. And because I believe they know all of this hype is is wrong, they do it, and they do it anyway. It's immoral. We're told now that there are anywhere from ninety to a hundred and eighty genders. They're denying simple, very basic biology and science, and we're not even supposed to believe our eyes. When you look at the person we were just watching, can we get a still shot of uh, Christine again? Oh um, yeah. Do we charge yeah, for this? Yeah, you, you, mm-hmm. you. When you hear and see this woman, and look, I, I don't care if Christine Hulquist wants to be a woman. I mean, she she says she's dealt with the, dealt with this uh, situation her entire life, and honestly, that's really sad. It is. I ache for her. I really do. To to have suffered with this thing for so long that had to be really hard. But we're all expected to pretend. We have to act as if this is the most rational, normal thing in the world. When, in fact, to any human being, Christine's voice is deep. She sounds like a man. She looks like a man. Everyone knows that. But we're all supposed to pretend that that's not reality, I guess. I I don't know. And we learned with Bruce to Caitlyn Jenner that not only do we have to say, yep, that's a woman. But we also have to say, wow, and that is a... That's a beautiful woman. Hot, quite that's, frankly. She, that's, she's I mean, beautiful. I don't want to objectify her. But. <laughs> I mean, it's not real. It's not <laughs> science. We're committing national suicide with all of this nonsense. Progressivism and socialism is choking the very life out of this country. We can't afford it. We can't do it. And we've got to tell them, stop. Stop it. I don't care how excited you are about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez because she's a 28-year-old who got involved in the process and she's proved every single day since that she shouldn't be involved in the process because she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's wrong on absolutely everything she says. She lies about everything she says. Because you have to. If you're a socialist... You've got no leg to stand on. It's it's already been proven to be a failed experiment. And don't tell me I don't like labels. I, I don't I don't like to label things. So I I'm not going to talk about social. I don't like labels. Oh, what do you mean you don't like labels? You're a trans person, isn't that a label? You're a woman now, isn't that a label? We're all supposed to label you that. Socialism's not a label. It's a form of governance and economic policy you mean socialism's not a label (laughs) so ridiculous we've just got to stand up to it and say stop it it's enough okay it's more than enough now when this is going to cost us 65 trillion dollars with with these proposals that they're pushing now 65 trillion dollars which is only more 
than all the money in the world. It is literally more than all the money that is circulating on this planet right now. But if by it just ten trillion saves one life, Pat, then it was worth it. Yep. I mean, I just uh, stop it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, Glenn founded real estate agents I trust because he was frustrated working with unreliable real estate agents, and <clears throat> it just they couldn't sell his house for a long time, and it cost him. So they started doing research to find out what makes a good realtor. And, and really, you, you, if you're dedicated to it, that helps a lot. If you're a full-time realtor, if you uh, know about things like the curb appeal of a home, you can look at the landscaping and tell them what needs to be done. You can look at their trim and, and the paint and tell them if it needs to be redone. You can look at what kind of windows they have. Do they need to be updated? And then you can help the family with professional staging and taking the pictures that are going to go up on the internet, which is huge because it's got to look great so people are going to come see it in person. Also, window list is hugely important. What's happening in the market? Uh, what will the market look like in six months? Where should we price our home in relation to what the neighborhood <clears throat> is priced at? All of these things are super important, and that's what you're going to find with the realtors of realestateagentsitrust.com. Plus, they're also fans of the show. They know marketing. They know when to sell your house. They, they know when to list your house. All of those things. And they're fans, and you're going to have that common ground to start with. So go to realestateagentsitrust, and we'll introduce you to the best agent in your town. realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray. On the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. We're talking about the uh, 24 Nazis that uh, have shown themselves. <laughs> 24 of them over the weekend showed up at that uh, Charlottesville rally to, to commemorate the one-year anniversary. 24. And that's what we're supposed to base this uh, scary neo-Nazi thing on? Yeah, that's not a dozen. That's two dozen neo-Nazis. <laughs> two dozen. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and we found uh, two more. Now, I don't know if these were in the 24 that were yeah. there, and these are the same guys as part of the 24, or does this include, does this bump the number up to 26? Well, no, one of them. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, the guy uh, on the on the smaller image that we're about to see, mm-hmm. he's the organizer of, um, of, the rally? of the rally. So we know really? there's no more than 25 really? in all of them. Okay, America. good. All right. <laughs> So interesting little there. I guess they're having like an online little discussion, mm-hmm. you know, like Nazis do. And uh, <laughs> this is fantastic. <laughs> the uh, discussion takes kind of an interesting turn. Yeah, Jason Kessler is the organizer. He's on the small image. So okay, watch this. Mm-hmm. Big Orthodox crosses on their chest, as Doctor Duke likes to point out, is Jewish. The breaking houses are in Israel. Hey, you get out of my room. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having an issue. Oh, oh, you got a drunk roommate there? <laughs> Something like that. Why you like that, our Uh, I've got, uh, somebody who supports Orthodox, uh, 
Israeli, like is we're we're at a crosshairs on that stuff. I don't agree with. There's. <laughs> Clean your room. I'm gonna assume that's a parent there. I'm not sure. Yep, it's a parent. It's his uh, dad. Jason, why are you staying with? Are you not staying with an Orthodox Jew, are you? No, it's my father. He what? Basically, the deal is, is my family watches American History Channel. Oh God! Oh no! And it's constant anti-German propaganda. The Nazis, uh, the the Jews, like and the dude. I'm I'm stuck in a situation where I have to stay with my family because I'm paying for all these lawsuits and yeah. I can't oh, I afford see. to do that uh -huh. without staying with my family. But they they're. Life has uh, been pretty expensive the last few months. I still maintain an apartment and this boat in case of eviction, and I trust Shlomo to figure out a way to get me evicted. But if I get in a situation where I can't have an apartment like you're in, I've got this bad boy. Now, I've been sorting out documents and stuff, but this is my uh, baby. There it is. Pretty sweet. <laughs> there's a, in the back, sweet, there dude. is a king-size bed. Uh, in the front, there is a double yeah. uh, behind, that, behind okay. door number uh, two there. And this table comes down and becomes a king-sized bed. Uh, I'm sorry, a twin, a twin bed. I'm sorry, so, it's not that. It's I've just got a twin. Hot water, a shower. <laughs> this is my toy from when I used to make good money, and I will be renting it out and stuff to try and cover expenses, or oh, else I'll have to man. sell it at a huge loss. Fund my company, give me some revenue. Uh, I am. Uh, my coffers are running pretty low since the election. Yeah, I bet. It, I'll bet your coffers are running pretty low. <laughs> He's got a pretty sweet setup, though, there in that boat. Yeah, was that a king size? I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. It's a it's, it's a, twin. a twin bed. It's a twin. <laughs> this is the table comes down and it becomes a, a king size bed. No, I'm sorry, not a. It's just a twin size. It's got hot water though. That's kind of sweet. <laughs> but if he doesn't get a room, these two soon, loser uh, to sell it at a loss. Neo Nazis. The this is what we're yelling and screaming about. That's Jason. The guy who's in the little box uh -huh. is Jason Kessler. Yeah. 34 years old, <laughs> living with his dad. He lives with his parents. Okay. 34. Well, I got some uh, lawsuits What's, I'm yeah. paying for, right? Yeah. Really? For what? What lawsuits are you paying for? And seriously, you're 34. You can't, you, you can't sustain yourself outside of your parents' house? This is the organizer of the Unite the Right movement? <laughs> so amazing. Amazing. I'm sorry. It's my dad yelling at me to get out of his room. <laughs> that is unbelievable. <laughs> hey, get out of my room. Oh, God. God he's a guy this, who supports like, Orthodox he's Jews. really good. Oh, man. He's... Are you staying with an Orthodox <laughs> Jew, Jason? No, it's my dad. <laughs> oh, well, let me show you my sweet boat that I live in. It's my dad. I'm a loser. Yeah. I'm 34. Uh -huh. You know, and instead of getting a decent job that would support myself, uh -huh. I'm organizing Unite the Right rallies. And, you know, I shouldn't because... We're not even on the right. We're Nazis, right? Which is as far left as you can get. It's unbelievable. Seriously, unbelievable. <laughs> it doesn't get any more priceless than that. Than his dad yelling at him right when he's in the middle of this video conference 
on neo-Nazis and Jews, whether, these, whatever they're two, talking about. These two guys, like ships in the night, they missed each other. Think about this. Dude on the boat says, if I don't get someone to rent this room, <laughs> rent one of these beds here soon, I'm going to have to sell this boat at a loss. Right. Meanwhile, Kessler's living in his dad's, I don't know, room, basement, whatever, getting obviously fighting with his father. Why don't you just, can you not rent it at a, at a cheaper rate since they're, you know, they need to have two. Think about that. Think of that. Two of the of the world's twenty five neo Nazis mm-hmm. would be conveniently located together. You wouldn't have right. to commute all over the country to right. Meet maybe with they each other. maybe they worked that out afterwards. Maybe huh. they thought, hey, you know what? Yeah. I got a bad situation. You have a bad situation. Let's get together and we can be roommates. Uh, so the other guy's Patrick Little, who's a failed Senate candidate and oh. a Holocaust denier. Oof. And uh, I might be evicted if things don't improve. <laughs> okay. Right. Wait, is that a king size bed you got there? No, no, oh. it's a it's a twin. <laughs> oh, it's just a twin. Oh, never mind. Uh, yeah, no, I can't afford a king size bed. Right, but this is a pretty sweet setup though, because you know I have running water in it. Yeah, TV. Yeah, mm-hmm. internet access. You've been sorting some documents there. Is that is that what's been happening there? <laughs> hmm. Boy, he needs to clean up that boat. Kind of messy. Man, oh man. I mean, I guess that's what, when we go down rabbit holes like they're going down, that's what can happen to your life. (laughs) That should be a really good wake-up call for everybody uh, in that situation. Attention, neo-Nazis. Don't go down that road. Mm -hmm. Look at these two losers. Yeah, you either be living um, on a boat Mm -hmm. or um, in your parents' basement. Good luck. Hey, get out of my room! Ah, <laughs> oh, that's my dad. He's or... been watching American History Channel <laughs> with that pro. It's oh no! Oh, the Nazis! The Nazis. Oh, the Jews! Oh, <laughs> love it, love it. See, see, look, it's look. Priceless. Those on the left, um, we're laughing at them too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, because we've denounced them long ago. Long okay, ago. we don't claim they're not even. They're they're left wing people. These are left-wing people. Yeah, they're yours. Yeah, Nazi lovers and Nazis, those are left-wing. That's big government stuff. That has nothing to do with us. Nothing. 888 Good to see that uh, as we get back into uh, football season, mm. NFL football, all of the uh, anthem protesting continues. It's great from Kenny Stills and Malcolm Jenkins and... All those guys. Um, hey, you know what was interesting was to see him during the off season, so prevalently uh, protesting. Yeah, you know, on the weekends, all over and, the place. Uh, all over the place. You you couldn't get away from the NFL players' protests during the off season. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad they were that committed to it that, that you got to see him, except for n- uh, not ever. Well, look, Pat. Maybe it's difficult. Not, not to, ever. Maybe it's difficult to get a permit to protest in front of City Hall. I maybe. mean, you're a famous mm-hmm. athlete. It's not right. like you could draw a crowd there if you said, hey, I'm going to be in hey, front uh, of big city, right. City Hall. Join me player. down at Borders Bookstore. I'm going to be right in front of it yeah. there, and I'm going to be protesting mm-hmm. uh, with my fist raised in the air. Come come, stand by me. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, none of that going on during the offseason? Huh. Nope, they waited to screw up football again. That's why this is so insincere and such nonsense. Yep. I just, ah. I'm a little angry today. Welcome to my world. Yeah, I know. I mean, I was triggered about four dozen times in the first half hour yesterday. 
Yeah, that's so, for sure. Um, yeah, you're pretty well. You're almost in a constant state of triggered. Wouldn't you say? Very accurate statement. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm I'm happy that you know an hour from now when Jeffy joins us, um, there's a special day that we're celebrating today that might calm me down a little bit for the back half of the show. Oh yeah, yeah. What's the special day? That's National Rum Day. Rum? Yeah. National start, Rum Day. Can hmm. I can I start celebrating right. it right now? <laughs> uh, probably not. No. Well, that's whiskey. Is whiskey a whiskey and rum the same oh thing? Oh my gosh! It's theater of the mind. Um. I took the rum home. <laughs> my goodness! Who are you? What are you the alcohol police? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Ray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight. 933-93. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Um, there's just so much to talk about today. I don't even know. Uh, I'm not even. It's hard to decide where to go. Talk about National Rum Day, if you'd like. <laughs> or bourbon. Uh, you really kind of psyched about the National Rum Day. Now, you are a guy who, oh, no. when Here I first go. met you... Here we go. Uh, what was this? 15, 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. 17 years ago. Yeah. It's 2001. Yeah. Houston, Texas. You didn't even drink. Yeah, before you go down what this happened? road, just know... What so, happened? So society goes, that trajectory is uh-huh. similar to the track that I'm on as a person. In fact, Cheers. We, we were at a, at a uh, Christmas party, a Clear Channel Christmas party together. Oh, this is funny. Yeah. Me and my wife, you and yours, yep. sit at the same table for a while. And you were so goofy. We all just assumed you were drunk and you kept saying, I don't even drink. No, it was so loud in there. It, you were, the band was extremely loud. I couldn't uh-huh. hear myself talk. And, and, and so, he kept saying, I, I don't even drink. And I'm like, okay. Keith, you're, you're drunk out of your I mind. I knew you thought that. So that's when I came in on Monday morning. I was like, you do realize. <laughs> I must clarify, because I know you and Jackie uh-huh. thought I was drunk. We did. I hadn't had a sip all night. Never did that night. So when the, when did this start then? When did this start and why? Because, mm. I mean, you were, uh, f- well, 15 years ago, you would have yeah. been 17 years ago. So mm. you're, four, you're 42 now? I'm 42. 42. So about 25 so 25. Years old time, you yeah. would have been 25. Yeah. I was of legal age, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, when you... Uh, live and work in New York City. <laughs> that brings it on. You asked. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did, and yeah, I can understand that. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it could drive a man to drink. There's, there's uh, no doubt about that. So anyway, okay, all right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Anyway, did a listener sent you this? Yes, yes. Uh, Let's lingers. This is a, a veteran owned company. Oh, cool. Great uh, bourbon and rum. I. <clears throat> The rum's not here, so the smells, bourbon stays. It smells really good. Mm-hmm. I got it. Yeah. Oh, Black Rifle Coffee Company. Same guys, huh? Okay. Ah, that's cool. So they're telling me here. Okay. All right, well. It smells line, good, I'll tell you that. It's very yummy. Yeah, it smells Mm-mm, good. Good. 
888 And I know this. <clears throat> this I know from experience because uh, we've done that recently quite, quite a few times. When you cook with things like this, when the recipe calls for bourbon or you know rum in it, always makes the food taste better. I'll tell you that. Sure does. It makes and then everything the, but the alcohol better. cooks right out. It cooks right out. Cooks. I mean, right just poof. Gone. Mm-hmm. It's gone. Into my belly. <laughs> no, Keith is just, we were just talking about that. <laughs> oh, no. And you just read something that that's uh, not the case? That was a while back, and I purposefully kept is this that, information from you. Is that possible that that's true? The, the, alcohol, the alcohol does, does not, not cook out? Doesn't cook out. Okay, uh, that's a problem. Well, but see, and that's I tried to, see, I tried to protect you, Pat. So I, I oh, didn't man. put that in the prep that day months ago. <laughs> and now it came up in conversation, and I should have kept my mouth shut, but I didn't. Yes, so, sir. Mm-hmm. again, cheers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of food, um, customers at a fast food restaurant that changed the, not the French fries, but the way they cut the French fries. They cook them the same. They use the same quality potatoes, all of that. They just used to be crinkle cut. Now they're straight cut fries. They are getting death threats from some of their customers. What? That's where we are in America right now. Bali's famous Franks <laughs> made a change in uh, late June, and now some customers are outraged. First of all, this I guess this was a, an iconic place in town, and, um, and it was really popular. And then, apparently, I don't know what happened, but it closed in 2014. This family came in and reopened the restaurant in 2017, used all the same recipes and all that. And they tried to keep the fries the same, but the blades, when they cut the fries, kept breaking. And so they said that they about half of their profit from French fries went back into fixing the machine all the time. Oh. So they went with a different cut. And then they got death threats. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's kind of where we are, though, now. People, I mean, if you do anything that offends them or bothers them in any way... They're going to start throwing that stuff around. You know, it's just pathetic. You're reading the story, and I'm <clears throat> thinking, I grew up in Atlanta, mm-hmm. where they changed the Coke recipe. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Okay, 1985, I think. New Coke. Here mm-hmm. we go, right? And that town was livid. We were outraged. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine if if that had happened in 2018 America. I mean, that, oh, Atlanta they might have burned, burned down burned the factory. Again. Yeah, they would have burned down the factory. I, seriously. And the city. We, this, this country can't handle any disruption ri- in their lives. It's ridiculous. It's mm. ridiculous. But, you know, maybe it's because we're so on edge with all this real stuff that we can't handle the little stuff anymore. I don't that's know. That's true. And so I that's don't know. Happy National Rum Day. Yes. Uh, as we segue. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. 93 Let me play this for you from uh, Andrew Cuomo. This guy... This guy thinks he's going to run for president in 2020. Really? Okay. Uh, He was making a speech yesterday and uh, said something pretty fascinating about making America great again. Take a look. And look, the simple point is all this comes down to this. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. We have not reached greatness. We will reach greatness when uh-huh. every American is fully engaged. Okay. We will reach well, uh-huh. greatness when discrimination and stereotyping <clears throat> against women, 51% of our population is mm. gone. Gone when it's gone. 
Uh, <laughs> what do you even say to that? It was never oh. that great. And you know he believes that. You know that's what he believes. We're not going to make America great again because it was never that great to begin with. That's amazing. Thank you for your honesty for a change. Well, I mean, they're backing off their honesty now, of course, because people uh, aren't going to vote for him. Uh, his Later yesterday, his office put this out. Governor Cuomo disagrees with the president. The governor believes America is great and that her full greatness will be fully realized when every man, woman, and child has full equality. America has not yet reached its maximum potential. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. That's not what you said. You said America was never that great. This is not what you said, and that's not what you meant. So don't try, don't try to backtrack on it now. Wow, what a stinking lying sack of crap he is. You you said what you meant. America isn't going to be great because it was never that great to begin with. That's what he means. That's what he said, and that's what he means. And you know he means that. You know he does. And then he he they try to babble that. Oh well. Uh, he meant uh, America is great and, and that the greatness will be full when... No, no, sorry. <laughs> if that was not a prepared remark, maybe you could maybe you could make that out of it. Oh, no. That was a prepared remark. He prepared. You took he a meant, speech. Yeah, he meant what he said. You're reading from a teleprompter. I'm sorry. No. No. You don't get away with that. Never is a very <clears throat> definitive word. It is. America, yeah, there's no wiggle room when you say America was never great. That is amazing. <sighs> America was never that great. That is something else. Uh, but, you know, I appreciate the honesty. He didn't stick with that honesty, but I appreciate that he was honest enough to say it. And so now you've got that, New York. When when this guy runs for, I mean, obviously he's going to beat the actress person who's running against him because she's worse than he is. If that's possible. I mean, they're both really bad. But when you're choosing between the two evils, I don't know. Uh, obviously, I think Cuomo is going to win. But when he runs for president, do not forget that he said America was never that great. Because believe me, he believes that. He meant it. I think it's fair to say that there's never been a perfect time in American history. And there never will be. And there, that's called a utopia. It doesn't exist. But this is the greatest country to ever exist on the face of the planet throughout Without human history. Without question. And if, if you, Even with its faults. Yeah. You want to be a leader in this country? You can't be thinking that way. Uh, this guy. Uh, th- congrats, New York. Um, he's all <laughs> yours. Keep him there. Oh, man. I mean, you would love to eliminate discrimination completely. You would love to have everybody with full participation in the system. I'm sorry. Other people, people have different levels of ambition. They have different levels of what they're willing to do. You are never going to get to a place where everybody has exactly the same outcome in life. You're not going to get there. Sorry. It's just not going to happen. Too many factors go into it. People are too different. Now, when you have communism and you have socialism, you can level the playing field and you can make sure that nobody can rise above a, a certain level. And that's what communists do. They keep everybody down except for the bourgeoisie. The upper class uh, who rules has everything. Everybody else in the country has virtually nothing, but they're all equal. 
in their nothingness. So that's great if yeah. you want that. I think it was Winston Churchill who said communism, um, everybody's equal. Everyone is equally miserable. And that's exactly right. That That's exactly what you get. And if that's what you want, then you, know, you vote for a guy uh, like Andrew Cuomo. But I love the fact right now that these Democrats are showing themselves for who they really are. They're showing themselves as socialists. And they're showing themselves as, yeah, I don't really like this country that much. I, I just don't. It's what we've suspected all along. It's what we've said all along. And now they're just admitting it. Again, it kind of goes to what Glenn said. They're going to take the mask off. And you're going to see who they really, truly are. And that is, you just saw who Andrew Cuomo really, truly is. 888 uh, Let's go to Jody in Utah. Hey, Jody, you're on the blaze. Hey, hey. Um, I realize neither you nor Keith are this, you know, lame idiot uh, Cuomo who couldn't find his backside with both hands glued to it. <laughs> but um, I, I'm having a little problem with his statement. He's saying that uh, women are 51 percent. So that would mean to me that we're the majority, not the minority. But beside that, that until we've reached our full potential. By whose definition? I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure I, I'm kind of functioning at mine, and I don't need him mansplaining me nothing. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, exactly. It is condescending, isn't it? it it's. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. He's going to help you little ladies get to where you should be because without him and his helping hand, yeah, certainly you, you can't get there. I could give him a couple of hand gestures. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Thanks, Jody. Uh, that's the other part. It is insulting. It's insulting to women. It's insulting to minorities. Obama always did that. He would talk about how great America is on the one hand. Out of one side of his mouth, he's talking about, look, I got here. But on the other hand, uh, you you can't get here. So I'm going to have to do this and this and this for you. Well, why are you the only minority that can do that? What are you, some kind of magic person? Has, have you been sprinkled with fairy dust? Why can't others do that? It's in the same country. It's bizarre. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about um, Bomb Shot Lip Balm. This is such a great product and so easy to sell because everybody who tries it loves it. I mean, this building is totally sold on it. My wife is totally sold on it. So is my daughter. Everybody in my family is using Bomb Shot Lip Balm. Me too. Man. First of all, the, the, the lip balm is great. It, uh, it's really good for your lips. And uh, it comes in this really cool container that looks like a shotgun shell. It's not a shotgun shell, but it looks like one. So the liberals are going to swallow their tongues when they see it. When you pull it out and you, <gasps> is that a shotgun shell? Get it confiscated there, Disney World. <laughs> Don't forget. Oh, that's right. <sighs> that's up. First of all, when you open it up and you see it's lip balm, what am I going to do with that? What am I going to do with it? I could probably shoot it. I'm going to run around in someone's and, mouth <laughs> and put it on somebody's cheek. <laughs> Don't make me smear you with lip balm. <laughs> anyway, uh, Wayne created this great product because he couldn't find one that would work for him. It, it just inferior stuff. And it would wind up a gooey mess in his pocket. And he was just sick of it. So in 2010, he created his own product in that really cool container. And it's awesome. And in the, in the subsequent eight years, it's spread to over 3,000 stores nationwide. So you can find it everywhere. But he's got a great 
special for you, our Blaze listeners. If you go online at bombshot.com, use the promo code PAT. When you buy a two-pack, you'll get a third for free. When you buy a four-pack, you get a fifth for free. If you buy a six-pack, he'll give you the free baseball cap that Keith wears. Um, And so you buy six, you get a free hat, plus free shipping on any of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Really good deal, and you're going to love this stuff. Bombshot.com, promo code PAT, B-A-L-M-S-H-O-T.com, bombshot.com. This is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. 888-933-93. And a Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Struggling Lumbee writes, uh, that dude's dad needs to get some tips from the Rotundos who evicted their third-year-old son. Yeah, and that, court, <laughs> that went to court, and they won. Finally got him out. Yep. Uh, from <laughs> Jeffy is Fat, at Jeffy is Fat. Did, did Jeffy factor into the famine predictions? <laughs> See. Maybe that's what it was. See? Uh, got some mm. more tweets here. Um, Martian Flagellants. Um, mm-hmm. If you're making death threats over French fries, you are absolutely addicted to outrage. You're welcome, Glenn. See, that's exactly nice. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got uh, Saves84. Imagine if Cuomo said this on The View. The lemmings in the audience would still be cheering. Oh, yeah. No kidding. Yeah, they would. America yep. not being great. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Um, Pat, it looks like BYU's best linebacker is transferred to Utah. He's not their best linebacker. 5-0? I don't think so. Yeah, he's, he's not their best linebacker. But he's pretty good, right? Uh, he was good, yeah. He, he was, was good two years ago. But um, then he ran into all kinds of trouble. Um, you know, first of all, what are you doing going to BYU if you're going to continue to party? Okay? You signed an agreement that you're not going to do that. So he's recorded Uh-oh. At, at his uh, apartment... In BYU housing, hmm. with this, you know, music blaring in the background as police officers show up at his house, and they they're trying desperately to kind of talk him down. They're like, "Okay, dude, we've got to. We, we okay? Either you need to call your coach now, or we're gonna have to bring you in. It's up to you." Was he intoxicated? Yeah, he's oh. drunk out of his mind. Mm. And is he's, BYU a dry campus? <laughs> Wait, yeah, this is yeah, breaking is. news. Yeah, it is. I oh. know. I know, right? There's none of this stuff. Yeah, I thought when you on first the campus said, of like, BYU. When, when I saw the best <clears throat> linebacker BYU mm-hmm. has, I thought maybe you would start drinking, but mm-hmm. not, no. he's not? Okay. No. Okay. So anyway, he talks about how he's never believed in any of this and blah, blah, blah. And okay, so he got suspended and then I think he got pissed and then he, you know, because... I, it was a surprise to him that BYU was a dry campus. Hmm. Maybe I, yeah. I don't know what happened there. Well, surely they go over that at orientation. No. So and and then then they brought him back and they were going to let him play and then something else happened. I don't know oh. what and they didn't explain. So he left and he transferred. And last year he sat out, and this year he's uh, I guess he showed up finally like this week at the U's uh, fall camp. Good luck. Of you can course. have him. He went to their rival. You can have him. Um, which is interesting because, you know, if they don't have to sign the release to say that you can go anywhere. They can keep you out of the University oh, of Utah if they want to. Really? And they didn't. So I think that was pretty cool of the coaching staff. Yeah. 
Uh, but he went to Utah. So, yeah, you, you, good luck with him. What's his name? Ah, uh, jeez. Uh, that's okay. No, I forgot. Sorry about that. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of... Um, it's Francis Bernard. Francis Bernard, yes. Sorry about that. Yeah. Okay, I'll keep an eye on him. <clears throat> keep an eye on him. See if he starts for the U. But he has to sit out this year, so he won't be in the big game this year. I don't think he does have to sit out. Really? No, because he sat out well, last year. Oh. Sat out last year. Okay. Yeah. So he looks like a winner. Yeah. Francis Bernard. He's... It's pretty good. He was my uh, he was my son's roommate for a year at BYU, uh, which was kind of fun. Oh boy! Yeah, that does sound like fun, actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Sean says he was really quiet. He he minded his p's and q's at the time. Uh, he wasn't a partier then. I don't know what happened to him. You know, maybe he got in with the wrong crowd. Hmm. I don't know. But uh, wait, we don't wait, need wait, him. We got plenty of linebackers. There's a wrong crowd <laughs> at BYU. There's a wrong crowd everywhere, Keith. Yeah, huh. you can find whatever you're looking for wherever you go. I promise you that. That's good. That should be a bumper sticker. <laughs> yeah, shouldn't you have it? Room for one of <laughs> bumper sticker on your car because that needs no, to be on it's there. completely full. Okay. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, Aretha Franklin died. Mm. Uh, the, I guess this morning, right? She's because it yeah. says Thursday. Yeah. Seventy six years old. She had cancer. Really sad. Yeah. She had, I believe, I read seventy three hits. 73. That's amazing. Now, I don't know if all of those were top 40. Probably some of them were on the soul charts and uh, R&B or whatever. But what a career she had. Yeah. I don't, I, I've never met anyone that didn't like Aretha Franklin music. No, no one I, has said, man, I don't really I don't, I don't, I don't really like Aretha Franklin music. But. I'm sorry? <laughs> I don't like her music. What? what? You do like her music? Yeah, I mean, I've yeah. never heard a song like, I'm just like, oh, crap, it's Aretha Franklin. No, it's usually oh, yeah, saying, if, oh, crap, it's Elton John, and I'm usually in a doctor's waiting room. If Aretha comes on the on the radio, sadly, I'm going to turn the station. <laughs> so so uh, now you've met one. So don't so congratulations. ask the question congratulations. you don't know the answer, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> but <sighs> it's still sad because she's, I mean, obviously an icon. Um, she was 18 when she first appeared on Billboard's charts. Wow. Yeah. Her biggest hit was probably Respect, I would think. R-E-S-B-E-C-T. Tell me what it means to me or whatever that was. That was good. Yeah. Find out what it means to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going with it. Yeah. Okay. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, we've got to get into this um, this kneeling controversy. There's a couple of uh, things going on. One, an 11-year-old knelt for the uh, Pledge of Allegiance at her school. Mm -hmm. And so now she's being applauded and celebrated by Hillary Clinton. Mm. Okay, because you knelt during the the Pledge of Allegiance. You disrespected the pledge. That's great. Tell me, hon, what is it you're protesting? Okay. What is it you're protesting? The collectivization of, <laughs> of manufacture? Of manufacture. Uh, yeah. The institutionalization of the human psyche? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Actually, actually, I posted this morning a video of an NFL player kneeling that you will love. Really? At, at, on Twitter, at Hangry Keith, and you will love this video of Mohamed Sanu of the Atlanta Falcons. He's kneeling. Well, Can you believe the guy's kneeling? Yeah, it's not during the national anthem. At Hangry Keith. Check it out. It's the most That's, adorable video. It's, cute. it's got audio with it. What it's a surprise. Cute. It's an Atlanta Falcon. Well, I don't follow, you know, Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. 
Sorry. Maybe you should. Um, Maybe oh, you should. Okay, I'll look for something good for you. But we've got that story and okay. uh, Fort Worth here in the uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area, the DFW Metroplex. Uh, Fort Worth ISD is considering a kneeling rule for the upcoming football season. And it's a little different when you're talking about high school kids because it's not their job. You know, so um, can the school tell them what to do when they're when they're at the game? And it's an extracurricular activity. I guess it kind of can, because if if you're at any school event, you're kind of subject to the school rules, right? Anyway, we'll get into that. 888-900-3393. More Pack Ray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Pat, and you're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. If you like what you're hearing on this show, then you should also check out the Glenn Beck Program. Look for it wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393. Uh, Charles Blow fortunately explained for us um, the events that led him to uh, to just what a racist Donald Trump is. And so um, here's, here's what he had to say because uh, that's the big narrative right now is Donald Trump's a racist. He's hateful. And I keep thinking, what is it that... What is it that they're clinging to here that that gives them the idea that he's a racist? And Charles Blow kind of explains that. If you could, if you're still supporting him after Charlottesville, if you're still supporting him okay. after what he said about Haiti and African country, if you're still Haiti. supporting him what he said about Mexicans, if Mexicans. you're still supporting okay. him after he said that Islam hates us, then All this right. is what you want from him. All right. Well, okay. So, um, so his point is that people are going to like him more because they're racist too. That's. Apparently, Charles Blow's point, and I think Charles Blow's point kind of blows, frankly. But um, I see what you did there. Yeah, that was what, good. What he said about Charlotte's Charlottesville. Okay, what did he say about Charlottesville that was racist? He said there's blame on both sides, right? Isn't that? Here's what he said. I do think there's blame. Yes, I think there's blame on both sides. Whoa, 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 whoa! What a racist whoa. thing to say. Whoa! Wow! Blame on both sides. Okay, who was the other side? Let's take a look at who was on the other side of the neo Nazis a year ago at Charlottesville. Antifa. Are you telling me there's no blame there on their part? Please. He's right about that. There was blame on both sides. The Antifa idiots are violent and nasty. And there is blame on their side. Okay? So, then you go to what he said about Haiti and African nations. He said they were S-hole countries. That speaks to the shape those countries are in. Not to what he thinks of the people who live there. Have you ever been to Haiti? I mean, it's not nice to call it that. And there's great people there. We we loved our experience when we went to Haiti. 
but the country's not in great shape, and neither are a lot of African nations are not in great shape. We've got trouble and civil war and terrorism in many of them. That speaks to what the country is going through. And what he said about Mexicans. All right, let's go back to what he said about Mexicans during the campaign. Here's what he said. The U.S. has become a dumping ground Mm -hmm. for everybody else's problems. That's for sure. (laughs) Thank you. It's true. And these are the best and the finest. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're not sending you. They're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems. And they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. And some, I assume, are good people. But I speak to border guards, and they tell us what Mm. we're getting. Okay. Was that too sweeping a generality? Yeah, obviously. But everyone knows that there are, in fact, some rapists and criminals coming across the border. Does anybody really believe that Donald Trump actually meant to say that every single person who comes from Mexico is a rapist or a killer or a a criminal of some sort? You know better than that. It's just nonsense. Stop it. it. He... He phrased that badly. Uh, it it wasn't well spoken, but you know what he meant. He meant we've got to get a grip on our border because there are some bad people coming across it. And then the last thing that Charles Blow mentioned was when he said Islam hates us. I think Islam hates us. There's mm. something, there's something there that there's a tremendous hatred. There. There's a tremendous mm-hmm. hatred. We have to get to the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. There is an unbelievable hatred of us. In, in Islam itself? Uh, you're going to have to figure that out, okay? <laughs> You'll get another Pulitzer, right? But you're going to have to figure that out. <laughs> but there is a tremendous hatred. And we have to be very okay. vigilant. We have to be very careful. And we can't allow people coming into this country who mm-hmm. have this hatred of the United States. I guess and- Okay, so Islam hates us. That proves his racism. I, I, I'm sorry. What race is Islam? I, I'm I'm familiar with that. <laughs> is, is Islam black? Are they uh, Hispanic? Are they? Well, you know what he I, meant. I, I, come on, Pat. Come on. That's a dog whistle. <laughs> it's a dog whistle. Okay. Uh, First of all, uh, people apparently can't differentiate between racism and religious bigotry. But again, did he? Was that too generalized? Yes, but come on, there is a lot of hatred. There is a lot of hatred for America in the Islamic world. Does that mean every single person who is Muslim hates us? No, it doesn't. But there's a propensity for it. Look at the surveys. Look at the studies done. Look at people's animosity toward the United States when they do Gallup polls in the Middle East, and then you tell me that. That that's a ridiculous statement. Now, wait a Come second. On. Hold on. Let's go to the S-hole comment uh, from Trump. Oh, that's racist. That's racist. Whatever, whatever you interpret that comment as. We just had a governor of one of the largest states in the union just say, well, America's, it was never great. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be any kind of repercussion he's going to have to face for calling his own country effectively 
effectively what Trump said about these other nations. Because it's okay to rip America. It's okay to not think we're the greatest place on earth. Because it's okay to have guilt mm-hmm. as our as being Americans. But if you if you make an observation that another place that may not look like us, it, 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 there's no margin for error with Trump in anything he says. And, yeah, ex- that, that's the thing. That's the thing. The media then spends all their time on. These little slip-ups of his, these sweeping generalities. When did they do any of that with Barack Obama? No, the media ignored. They overlooked. They didn't pay any attention to any of the signs of Barack Obama's racism. And do you remember when when Glenn said on Fox News, he said on the uh, on Fox and Friends in 2009 or 2010 that as he was trying to noodle it out. In his mind, and he, he was kind of thinking out loud, and he said, "Obama is I, I don't I don't know what he is. He's, he's like a he seems to have a deep seated hatred for white people. I don't know. He was bludgeoned to death with with that comment. On and on and on and on. Nobody even looked at the reasons behind Glenn wondering if Barack Obama was a racist. But you tell me." Whose statements are more racist when Donald Trump said there's blame on both sides in Charlottesville or when Barack Obama said this? She is a uh, typical white person Uh who, Hmm. uh, you know, if she she sees sees. somebody on the street Mm -hmm. that she doesn't know, know, there's there's a reaction reaction that's bred into into her, you know, Our experiences. (laughs) I mean, that is a typical white person with a reaction to blacks bred into her. Are you kidding me? Is that, that's a hell of a lot more racist than there's blame on both sides. Are you, uh, come on now. How about when he, when he was talking about his friend, the professor at Cambridge, and the the white cops that showed up at his house, and he didn't have all the all the facts, but he assumed that the white police acted stupidly. Uh, I don't know all the facts. Then shut up. That the mm-hmm. Cambridge police uh, acted uh, stupidly. Okay, what are you basing that on? On the fact that they're white. That's what you're basing it on. Hmm. What did he base people's response? To him in rural areas in the United States of America. Do you remember? Oh, boy. White people cling to their God and their guns. It's not surprising then that they get better and they <clears throat> cling to guns or religion or antipathy towards people who aren't like them. Right? Oh, so they're racist? Or, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know, anti Wow. I mean, they didn't care about that. That's a racist statement. That's more racist than anything I've heard from Donald Trump. Yeah. And then he admitted uh, when he when he did the book, who he likes, who his friends were, and by the way, I'll give you a clue: they're not white people. I chose my friends carefully: the more politically active black students, mm-hmm. black the students. foreign students, the foreign Chicanos, Chicanos, the Marxist professors, Marxist and structural prof- feminists, structural punk rock feminists, performance poets, punk rock performance smoke cigarettes. Poets. And wore leather jackets. Uh-huh. Put, put cigarettes the out of the carpet. At night in the dorms, we discussed neocolonialism. Neocolonialism. France Fanon. France Fanon. Eurocentrism. 
and patriarchy. Yeah. When we ground out our Deep. cigarettes in the hallway carpet, or set our Deep. stereos so loud that the walls began to shake, wow. we were resisting bourgeois society's stifling constraints. Right. I mean, super deep. And also racist. He chose his friends carefully. Thank you. I'm glad you repeated that. And and among them, no white people. He didn't say, oh, there's a whole bunch of kids in the dorm we hung out, you know, in the common mm-hmm. area. No. Nope. I chose the my radical friends blacks, carefully. The Chicanos, the Marxist professors. That's who he liked to hang out with. Mm. And then he liked to put his cigarettes out in the carpeting of the hallways, <laughs> which is great. I mean, who doesn't want a president who put his cigarettes yeah, out in the carpeting of hallways? Grooming yourself for the presidency. you oh, telling me. Boy. I mean, this guy had a lot of question marks surrounding <laughs> how he felt about white people. He wrote a whole book about it, about his struggle with race and racism. He wrote an entire book about it. You can read all about it. In Dreams from My Father. And you'll see the struggle he had. He never overcame it. How come the press never talked about that? Why Why wasn't that an issue at all? None of it. But boy, uh, Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, my gosh. That guy once said, there's blame on both sides. Can you believe world? it? What I mean, I could, I could barely pr- say those words on the radio. There's blame on both sides. Ooh. <laughs> and for Whoa. the record, when he was talking about Mexico, he said there are mm. great people there. Yes, he did. I mean, come on. Yes, he did. No benefit of the doubt with him. No. Oh, my gosh. Quite the opposite. All right. 888-900-3393. Um, we've got uh, Chew of the Fat with Jeffy coming up in oh, just a few minutes. Nice. Uh, but for some reason, he's in the studio right now. Oh, what? Oh. We're very excited to see you. Why Thank you. Early? By the way. Thank you. You know, I... Hmm? Are you in early it's to celebrate almost, National Rum Day? It's almost as if you weren't. No, 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 heavens no. I'm happy you're here. I, you know, I was going to uh, mention that it was National Rum Day, but uh, then I realized that uh, I couldn't really give you credit because you brought whiskey and not that's rum. That's because I took the so rum home. Really, you did the whole thing <laughs> wrong I'm anyway. Drinking it but that's, you know, that's just me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It out. That's all. I'm just, all right. If you're going to do something, you're supposed to... Mm-hmm. Do it right. Oh, yeah, right? oh, are you? That's what my tell dad us, always said. Tell us Go about to, your track record. <laughs> Go, I'm sorry? <laughs> Go to usewaxrx.com. That's what I'm here for. Mm. I, want to, I want you to go to usewaxrx.com and order your reusable ear wash system today so your ears will be clean and you can hear everything that comes out of, well, preferably Pat's mouth. Not really keys the wax rx system comes with everything you need to safely clean out earwax and condition your ears conveniently at home for less than the cost of a doctor's visit you can get the real solution for stubborn earwax the wax rx earwash system doctor developed works safely when you know all the other products fail the q-tips the candle burning who hasn't done the candle burnings and felt you know i probably should have put the fire aside upside my head no, you probably shouldn't. You no. should go to usewaxrx.com. Use the offer code radio. They'll ship it right to your house for free. It uh, simply cleans your ears. You know, I used it uh, um, a couple of months ago, and it surprised me how much stuff gets caught in your ear. Oh. I mean, it's amazing the stuff oh. that comes out. So, you know, send us pictures. I know that I know that Keith wants to see what's inside your ears. Send us pictures at yeah, uh, at Jeffy MRA. That's right, at Jeffy MRA. Go to usewaxrx.com. Order your system today. Usewaxrx.com. Offer code radio for free shipping. Usewaxrx.com. Pat Gray. 
only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You know the CNN is on this uh, kick to uh, get people to talk about how much black leadership there is at the White House right now. Um, I mean, it's a big, big issue to them. This discussion about Omarosa and whether there's an N-word mm-hmm. tape and Kellyanne Conway not being able to say the last name of the one African-American she could label who worked with her in the White oh, House. No. Mm. It would seem a simple question. It How would. many black yeah, staffers yeah. work in the White House? Simple. Um, simple. She couldn't even give a rough number. Oh, Does that gosh. disappoint you? Can you can okay. you name every black human being that works at CNN? So ridiculous. That's the thing. Soledad O'Brien, to her credit. Now, there might be some animosity there because that she used to work at yeah, CNN. But she called them out on it. And Good. it's like, hey, check out the leadership at CNN. How many blacks do they have in their leadership? <laughs> so we looked it up. Okay. What do we got? Overwhelming, um, probably. Like 90% of the leadership at I, CNN? That's slightly under 90%. And females. Well, we're, there are some females. Okay, good. Okay? But there are... Well, let, let's count. Let's count the blacks, Latinos, Chicanos. and Asians. Do we need an abacus? Chicanos? The abacus. Chicanos, the Marxist professors, the count structural the feminists, <laughs> Francis Pannon. Um, Okay, so Michael Bass, uh, white. He's, he's a white guy. Katrina Kukaj, uh, white. white Richard Davis, uh, white. Oh, okay. Amy Antillis. All right. Uh, white. Okay, we got more to go. But there's a lot more. A lot more, a lot more here. We, we, so we'll hang there. on. Hang on just a second. Don't get crazy about CNN's black leadership yet. Okay. All right, here we go. Brad Ferrer, mm-hmm. uh, white. Well, he's white. Uh, Robin Garfield is is white. But then there's Allison Gullist, who's white. Um, and Lisa Green, though, is definitely white. Well, but her last name is a color that's not white. Ken Jouts. And Lisa Green. Is, well, he's he's a white seems guy. Seems to be white. Uh, but now we get to Tony okay. Maddox, who's a bald white guy. Okay. He does, he's the first white guy without hair, though. So there's many. a little diversity right, there. Fine, we got many. A little more to diversity. Go. We got two, many. four, five left. We got five okay. left. So eight down, all white. Five to go. Here we go. Andrew Morse is is white. Oh, uh, Ranny Raad. Okay, he's is is, well, he's is he white? He looks white. He's white. We're going with white. Donna Special. All right, here we are. She's special, she's, and she's white. And she's white. Uh, David Vigilante. Oh, cool name. Oh, there you go. Now, that's a cool name. That is. He's a vigilante. But, oh, wait, it doesn't count. Well, it's not cool now. he's a white guy. Because he's white. And then, of course, everybody knows yeah. that, you know, the, Jeff Zucker is a white guy. Um, okay. That's the entirety of the leadership huh. of CNN, and they're 15. all white. Uh, does 15. It, all of them. Does it say in that story now, who identifies there may be some that are identified. It doesn't. It doesn't point. say it's that on the. Point. No, but it is a fair point. So fifteen out of fifteen. Now this Ronnie what? though, Ranny okay. R Raad kind of might be Middle Eastern. Okay. Which would, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but there he would fall Persian into the category of you know non-Hispanic white, right? Yeah, so. I think so. I don't know, but uh, okay, there are 
40% are, are women. 52% of the of the world's population are women. Um, so they're so short on women, too. They're short on women, as well as very, very short on minorities. Huh. No minority huh. at all. Not one. That's wow. amazing. That's amazing. And and they're, they keep pushing this narrative yeah, about the White House. Stop it. Clean up your own freaking house. Thank you. Uh, and the, you know... The lack of self-awareness at CNN when they just keep hammering this thing. Why, aren't you ashamed that you can't even name a black person in leadership at the White House? Oh, my gosh. 888 Dave in Ohio. Hi, you're on the blaze. How you doing, Pat? Good. Uh, yeah, here you talking. And then uh, back to the race thing again. Uh, who's a racist today? And it's is it, isn't anybody like find this just extremely funny that I mean this is like the narrative and and people are taking them serious, not like laughing at them. Like, oh, would you say racist? Okay, next question. Um, mm-hmm. Anybody? Oh, okay, something about the economy. You know, it's just funny. You should laugh at them because basically, if you take them serious, like you answer their point, like, well, we're not racist, and you try to explain why you're not a racist you're taking them serious you're yeah. giving credence that you, you what your question is valid rather than i mean if you wanted to have fun be like you know why do you hate white people come on really just why do you hate whitey come on you know are you a black supremacist you know what i mean start mm-hmm. pushing it back at them and they would just like why you you know it's funny it, it's a joke and that that's all they don't bring up points it's just you're a racist oh god now i'm a racist now i gotta explain for a half hour why i'm not a racist you know this that and the other and the most people that tend to bring that up as their first topic is race are usually racist. They play upon your skin color, this, that, and the other, or you're a woman, or you're gay, or whatever. You know, what crutch do you have to lean on? Why are you a victim today? Mm-hmm. But um, I thank you guys for sticking up for Alex Jones, at least, about with the freedom of speech. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Well, thank you we guys very much for that. Yeah, have to. You might not like the man, but yeah. you understand about freedom of speech and that you know, we got to defend the, the speech you don't want to hear. Absolutely. I don't mind him myself. He's not too bad. I don't. I you know I don't mind him at all. Right. Got to have people out there that you know, good and bad, or mm-hmm. Americans. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. All right. Thanks, Dave. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan, but uh, if if this continues, I mean, he's not going to be the last person they come for. Mm. He is not. I guarantee you, he's he's just the first. Yeah, he just lost his flagship station too. Yeah, he was doing a pirate radio station or something Apparently out of his closet. Off, yeah. <laughs> is that what it was? They had it, they had, yeah. they had it duct taped up on no, top no. of a building in Austin. <laughs> what? It was on top of a building in Austin. Really? It's yeah. literally in a room. Yeah. A pirate radio station in Austin that serves as his flag st- flagship station in the city has stopped broadcasting after the, after the owners refused to pay a fifteen thousand dollar fine from the FCC. But it's, uh, I think he had stopped before the FCC fined him. The FCC is accusing Texas Liberty Radio of operating ninety point one FM without federal consent since at least twenty thirteen, and was able to mm. trace the signal to an apartment building utility room after receiving a complaint. Uh, Walter Olenek oh. and M. Ray Nadler Olenek, the owners of the utility room, and I identified in court documents as the station owners, too. So they own the utility room, yeah. and they yeah, own the radio it. station. Uh, they wrote on the station's website that they lost their tower in December due to circumstances beyond their control. The two have been broadcasting the Alex Jones radio show on the web since then and asked property owners to give them a new home. <laughs> okay, so there you go. But again, if you if you don't stand up for this, 
you know, who was what was a Democratic senator's name that said uh, Alex Jones is just the tip of the iceberg? Right. Uh, they, oh, he means it. He, sure he means was, it. Was that Blumenthal? And who do you, who else do you think? Oh yeah, it was the Connecticut uh, yeah, senator, right? right. Um, and so they will be coming for Glenn. And you they heard, will be coming for me. Yep. They will be coming. You heard uh, at Jack uh, in his little that look, pissed me uh, off. Uh, me too. And that it, it sounded like, it sounded like Michael Bloomberg. Same thing. As we'll just you know look we're yeah. we're just we're not we're not banning you. But just get in line. We're putting you in timeout. Yeah, just get in line. None of you, my parents. Rethink. Rethink what you're. By the way, we find that it changes people's thoughts. <laughs> you, the way they think. That's you, unbelievable. Does it? Their behavior changes their behavior to think about it for a while. You, uh, you think about it. You've run the most vile, twisted, <laughs> toxic website in the history of mankind, mm. Jack. D- Twitter is. Pathetic okay, for hate speech. Right. That was one of their big things. I will say that pathetic. I was Mr. reminded Twitter by Ben Shapiro yesterday on the news and why it matters is that mm-hmm. uh, when Twitter and Facebook made the big deal about going public and everything, their big deal was that they were an open platforms and that anybody could say whatever they wanted. And that was why mm-hmm. they, that's why they didn't need this huge oversight and all this because it was an open platform. They could say what they wanted. It was fine. Yeah, not so much now, uh, right? No. Not so no, much that, anymore. That's not the case. Yeah. I mean, really. Interesting. It's, it's very. Uh, uh, it's interesting. We're in the wrong direction there. 888 Chewing the fat with Jeffy coming up in a second here. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. Ah, here's Jeffy with Chewing the Fat. little talk about uh, uh, New York Governor, uh, Mr. Cuomo. You know, this guy. I know, you know, we've seemed to beat this to death quite a bit on this network, but it really ticks me off that people who have been given a pretty sweet life from, I don't know, family, I don't know, capitalism, I don't know, America. I mean, his whole family, father, brother, him, they've run the state of New York pretty much for mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. And, and it just sucks. Such yeah. a great place. I mean, yeah. America it's sucks. Great. It's not that great a place. New York is not that great. It's never, that, never been that great. To drive a I, just, I, don't, I just don't understand. I, I don't understand how guys like Cuomo, Michael Moore, guys mm-hmm. like that can, can mm-hmm. just despise America when it's America that has made made them what and so who successful they it just doesn't make any sense to me uh you mentioned aretha uh, franklin died and uh i just wanted to say that uh on the same I, day as elvis well on the I same appreciate, date yeah as elvis, as elvis right because if it was the same day it would have been 41 years ago. ago yeah so but i will say that uh as much as i appreciate aretha franklin and i've listened to her music over the years um i'm kind of with you pat 
Oh, you're not an Aretha so Franklin I'm fan? Number two oh, okay. uh, on Keith's list. Mm-hmm. Of uh, I, I would you not know, a fan. You listen, you know, you listen. <laughs> if you if hmm. if you were if it was on the radio, yeah, and I hadn't maybe heard <clears throat> it in a long time, I may. Yeah, no, there's no way. I, I own may any of stuff, listen for a couple of minutes. Yeah, I would just as a reminder. Hmm. Uh, I would, but as soon as I hear it, boop. Being being turned, it's just being t- turned mm-hmm. off. I saw an interview with her once on, I think it was mm-hmm. sixty minutes, mm-hmm. and uh, she just came across as, I don't know, too smart for her. Own good. Oh no, really? I really liked her. It was just, I, you know, I know she's great. I, I'm not taking anything away from her at all. I really do. I appreciate. You know, she's like been you great. Sounds but like it's just like, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. Rita, mm-hmm. take it easy, <laughs> right? Thank you. I'm sorry she passed away. And I know she's the matriarch of the family. And mm-hmm. she still lived in Detroit. She's it's a wonderful thing. She's the queen of soul. Queen of soul. I apologize. She's the queen of soul. Queen of soul. She's the queen of soul. That was a lot. I mean, it was just like, okay, take it easy, queen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's all. And, and you know, now you mentioned uh, dying on the, the same day as the same date mm-hmm. as, as Elvis. Uh, as Elvis. Uh, also, do you know yeah, Babe man. Ruth died on this date as well? Who did? Babe, Babe Ruth. Ruth. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And mm-hmm. you know who else was born? Uh, someone was born on this date. Another birthday today. Who? Madonna. Ugh. Ick. Oh, I'm a fan so of Madonna. Gross. No, Madonna just oh, turned I'm sure you are. 60. Wow. Oof. She looks good. I'm the one drinking, and you're saying that. Oh my what gosh! World is Madonna happening. looks great. I love Madonna. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, kind of sad news, uh, but it should have been. They should have seen it coming. Uh, this millennial couple uh, wanted to. Uh, evil is just a make believe concept, and we've we've invented evil because we wanted to deal with the complexities of fellow humans. Hmm. And uh, this American couple decided that, uh, look, they've had enough, all right? Uh, They quit their office (laughs) jobs in Washington, D.C. to embark on the journey. Uh, One, both are vegans. They worked at the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, uh, who worked at George, the other worked at Georgetown University. I've grown up tired of spending the best hours of my day in front of a glowing rectangle, coloring the best years of my life. And swaths of gray and beige. So they quit, and they're going to bike around the world. And they're going to prove that, look, people, as the narrative goes, are not to be trusted. People are bad. People are evil. I don't buy it. Evil is a make-believe concept we've invented to deal with the complexities of fellow humans holding values and beliefs and perspectives different than our own. Oh, good. So we got a feel-good story coming up here, huh? Uh, yeah, they were. Uh, they went. Uh, they went riding uh, in. Uh, in the Middle East. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. All right, that's a good uh, place they, for love. Uh, in uh, mm-hmm. Tajikistan. And, and Tajikistan. you know, all the Stan countries are sure. beautiful. Every Stan is Every stand, yeah. beautiful, especially uh, this time oh of year. Oh, my gosh. This is a perfect, time, a to perfect time to go biking in the Stan countries. Yeah, except, Wait a minute. You say that like there's never a perfect time except to go it's biking. Not. To, oh, and uh, they were happened? killed by ISIS. Uh, oh, no, honey. Oh, my gosh. What? Oh, my gosh. It's not funny. No, it's not. Why are we laughing? I don't know. They just set out to prove there's no evil. There's no evil. Uh, yeah, and this I, I, evil ISIS, group ISIS kills ISIS them killed, dead. Yeah, they were biking in, in, one, of oh the, my in gosh. one of the stand countries. Oh, no, they're dead. Oh, that's, that's sad. Why are you? That's sad. I know. That's what I said is a sad story. That's how I started it. Idiots. But come that on, shows now. you how stupid people come are. Come on now. Come on. There also, is evil. It also mm-hmm. proves the point Obviously. There are, hey, how evil people are. 
That's so amazing. That's an amazing story. Give me that. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, please. Oh, look at them. The happy know, little couple. <laughs> Evil is a make-believe concept we've invented. Okay. okay. Told you. Now what do you think, kids? Told you. Wouldn't you like to have a conference with them after death? After, you know, the... The Beyond goes, This Life now, I will say that I, I toned down the story a bit because mm-hmm. it goes into how they were killed. Yeah. And, oh, uh, no, really? It's not. Uh, really? Just know that ISIS killed them. Oof, man. But evil is. Uh, because they were Americans? Believe. Why did they? I think it's possible, but I think it had more to do with you really shouldn't be biking here in the stand country. <laughs> you shouldn't be biking. <laughs> <laughs> you got a thing against bikers? I do. Okay. Yeah, when you're, right. when, you're, when you're pedaling your little bike across uh-huh. one of the stands, and they get a little pissed. <laughs> They're like, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Pierce Morgan uh, is. Uh, he, he, I, he likes Donald Trump, doesn't he? Oh my gosh! I'm pretty amazed at that. Although like, I will say, he is sta- he. While it appears that he's sticking up for Trump, he is actually going after Omarosa, saying that uh, she offered him sex to win celebrity a- apprentice. Really? Yeah. What? Uh, I've, he says I've met a lot of vile human beings in my life, from dictators and terrorists to sex abusers and wicked con men, uh, but I've never met anyone quite so relentlessly loathsome as Omarosa. A vicious, duplicitous, lying, con- conniving, backstabbing piece of work. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. He said that uh, she uh, s- sidled up to me at the New York Mercantile Exchange and said, Pierce, do you want to have a showmance? A what? A showmance. You know, a romance on the show. We get it on together. Happens all the time on The Apprentice. Uh, Everyone has sex together. And we can make lots of money out of it. I stared at her. And laughed. She must be joking, you deluded woman. She didn't take it well. What are you, gay? Oh, man. Because I rejected her revolting sex plot, she decided the best line of attack was to repeatedly question my sexuality in the most crude mm. and offensive manner imaginable. And he goes on to explain a few times when she, when they, when he walked in the room and, and uh, she said the nice things about what he was doing with the pool boy. Uh, which were, you know, he claims that the stories is all, mm. all lies. But uh, I, that's amazing. Tear her up, man. Mm. She's not mm-hmm. a good person. She's not a good person. No, I think that's pretty and, clear. Yeah. And uh, I just, uh, <laughs> have, have we released the tape yet? We yeah, re- they released another tape. She have did. we released the damning tape? Though? I, we no, have there isn't one. million tapes of. There uh, isn't one. There isn't an no N-word way. tape. There's not one. No way. Mm-hmm. I it's just don't all, think there is. No, I don't. I think it would already be out, right? Oh, the yeah, only way sure. that it, it, the only way that it wouldn't be out, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt here a little bit, is that she wants to milk the the light, the starlight here a little bit longer. And if she releases the Edward tape, if there is one, then that takes the light away from her. Then they're done with her, mm. right? They've got the tape, and it's just we're done with her. They Maybe don't, they don't need her anymore. Mm-hmm. Um. But it just seems to me that that's something that would set the house on fire. And if you had it, you'd release it. Yep. I mean, it's just, and, and to not have it and claim that you do. Despicable. Absolutely despicable. Absolutely. So uh, did you check your Powerball tickets uh, from last night? 
Oh, I didn't play. Uh, it was only forty million. I usually oh, don't play. That's it. why. Yeah, it's not I, even worth doing it for. I usually million. don't play. Yeah, I mean, why would you even play? Yeah, that's what I mean. Million. It just bumps you up in tax bracket. <laughs> that's it. It's not even worth anything. Not even worth it. Not even worth anything. Like, until it gets to some real money. There was. A, I should. I should have brought it up for the for the bit. There's a a funny question going around on Facebook today that says, uh, "If you won thirty million dollars, and uh, your wife just got sentenced." to a five years in jail and it costs 29 million to get her out would you spend the 29 to get her out and have the million or would you wait the five years and mm-hmm. keep the 30 mm-hmm. <laughs> i think we all know the answer to that <laughs> i think we all know the answer to that i one. think we know your answer to it yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> good luck finding me after five anyway no that's just a joke just a joke uh-huh. Just a joke. But they had the one winner. Uh, last Powerball was $245 million, One winner mm-hmm. in uh, New York. Nobody's claimed it yet. Oh, wow. And I find it amazing. I, I found the story that um, there are literally... stories just just something that just eats at me. There are literally <laughs> billions of dollars of unclaimed lottery prizes every year. This uh, Brett Jacobson did research. He's got data through uh, 2017. Okay. Most of the unclaimed prizes are small. Powerball has $4 prize picket, $4 prizes. Mega Million has $2 prizes. But some of the secondary prizes can be worth a million or more. All right. And, those, and right now, there are 167 prizes worth a million or more unclaimed in 2017. How long do you have to claim them before uh, they don't have to pay you? Yeah, most, yeah, most of these you're done. Oh, I mean, yeah. You have like 90 days or really? Yeah. You wow. Very, I mean, the, so the state just gets, gets to keep it. Yep. Wow. Uh, scratch off games that are never handed in. There have been five jackpot winners who have failed to claim their prizes in the last 16 years, according what? to the lottery data available. Those unclaimed prizes range from 31 million for a ticket purchased oh in Queens, 77 million for a ticket purchased in Georgia. And the oldest unclaimed ticket is $68 million purchased in New York on Christmas Eve of 2000. You got to hope those people just never knew they won. Yeah. Ignorance they never checked their. They, it, it, they never checked. They probably just bought it and then maybe they threw it away. Who knows? Yeah. That's amazing. That sure is. Or, or you accidentally that threw it away. Sucks. That Can you imagine? Sucks. You're, you're a, a multi, multi millionaire and you don't even know it. I mean, mm. right, Jeffy? Uh, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I look. I'm willing to take some of this off the lottery's hands. Me if too. They're, if they're mm-hmm. if they're struggling with mm-hmm. keeping it and they're mm-hmm. concerned, mm-hmm. I you know I help. I help out. No problem. Happy to do it. I'd also like to test the theory that oh, the lottery winner that just hurts you. That just that ruins oh, your life. Yeah, I want to test no. that. No, me too. Make me a test case. Me too. Give me two hundred million dollars and let's see me if it too. ruins my life. Yeah. I'm pretty confident. They do. It they, would do not. they do trot out the failures uh, of, mm-hmm. of the. Of they do through all the time, saying <laughs> to make it how bad it is. But I will say that I, my theory on the lottery is that, uh, and uh, Illinois is beginning. I think it's Illinois, right? They're the ones that are give, telling people they can't pay all their lotteries right off the bat. It's either Illinois or Indiana. Yeah, I think you're um, right. <clears throat> one of the I states. The, uh, <laughs> what you can't take the lump sum. Well, they're said there some of the winning tickets. They're saying you won. Uh, we're gonna you know you got to wait to pay, get paid. Hold what? off. Yeah, because they've spent some of the money is too much. Whoa. Yeah. That would probably be Illinois. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, that's, that's, they're taking the lottery money? They're saying, and- whoa, they're saying, just hey, hold on, we'll, we'll pay you, but just not right now. 
Boy, I'd be pissed. Uh, right. But my point is, is that if that starts happening, then there will be civil war. Because I personally believe that with the – I personally believe that uh, here in America – Some U.S. Americans. As long as, as long as we have the lotto, mm-hmm. people still have hope. And as long as you have hope, we'll be okay. Because there's still people. People still have that hope of hitting the 200 million, hitting the 68 million. Look how bummed we are for the one guy from 2002 that, or one person could have been a female. I don't bought a ticket in 2002 yeah. on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. 68 million. I don't know Gone. if it's still the case, mm-hmm. Jeffy, but uh, when they were having the budget impasse last year in Illinois, they were delaying uh, payouts for winners more than twenty five thousand dollars. I, again, I don't know. I think that might have resolved itself. Once okay, that's uh, fine. Yeah. But, you know, that's what I'm saying. But is still. That they, you can't start telling people. No, no way. Uh, no, we can't uh-huh. pay you. Uh, yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can. That's why help. we voted this thing in. I will buy this state. Well, I mean, after you How would you me. feel if you had a contract oh. with the city and uh, you've been promised, you've been paying into it your whole life. Right. And then your pension is gone. Yeah. Like they're doing in Fort Worth right now. I know they screwed. They've screwed, and there's they're not alone. They're one point six billion behind payments on uh, on their pension fund in in Fort Worth. Criminal. What they you know what the budget is in Fort Worth every year one point nine, and they owe one point six billion in pensions. Hmm. Just pensions. Just pensions and Fort Worth and and Dallas. It's a nightmare, man. And Fort Worth are both struggling for police officers, right? uh, To actually just police the streets. Oh, there are thousands short in Dallas. Thousands. And I and I just saw a post from one of the Fort Worth uh, police, one of the Fort Worth police officers that used to work here. I should say that out loud. Mm. uh, Is uh, saying that a lot of times, you know, those calls just uh, go away. Some of the calls, and I just heard a report from mm. the Dallas PD that had a long list of nine one one calls that go into the queue, mm-hmm. and they sit there in the queue for a while, and then how they how they redirect it is they take it out of the queue and they put it on a sergeant's desk, so it's out of the queue, so it looks like it was handled. Still hasn't been handled. Oh it's my gosh! Call. Still hasn't been handled. On it's a nine one one call, just, it's just sitting on the guy's desk waiting for him to handle it. What? This is a scandal, I mean, it's man. Amazing. Oh man, it's amazing. That's bad. That's really bad. All right, 888-900-3393. Uh, more Chew of the Fat coming up in a second here. Uh, let me tell you about Minostalgia Foods, though. It's family-owned and operated business since 1990, so for 28 years they've been making these edible memories from Minnesota's Northwoods. Just great, wholesome food, and a lot of it, almost all of it, is made without preservatives. I love that. Flavors you don't find the, on the grocery store shelves. Uh, interesting things, things and, and flavors like wild berry jellies and, and syrups. The pepper jams. We tried the beer jellies, which were delicious. I wasn't Wait, expecting what? them to be, but they were really good. Whipped honey, maple syrup, maple sugar, the wild rice, both cultivated and naturally growing lake wild rice. Uh, they have the wild rice pancake mix, the mm-hmm. wild wild rice uh, waffle mix. So good. And they, we've had those. Yeah. Delicious. So now, wild rice is economical. For every one cup you cook, you'll end up with uh, three to four cups. So that is awesome. Wild rice, will it'll keep indefinitely, and it's considered to be one of nature's superfoods, along with uh, being diabetic-friendly, too. So save 10% right now when you get the sampler pack, and you can try a bunch of different kinds of Minostalgia foods. Use the promo code TRY10 at blazewildrice.com. It's TRY10 at blazewildrice.com. Go there now. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.
back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. And at Pat Unleashed on uh, Twitter. We were just talking about the splendor of Dallas radio. Oh, this is good. We're which the top five market. Is, it's a yeah, it's a top, top five, top five market. market. Radio right. market, okay? Please come here. If you're a local radio personality <laughs> and you're good, please come here. And, and you don't want to make any money. Dallas radio. This is the worst major market I've ever heard in my now, life. But Pat, you, you, ever. you've got to make a point, though, because Terrible. if you're good uh-huh. and you come to Dallas. Yes. You'll own it. You're not well. You'll own it if, but you're not going to make any money. Oh yeah. See, make one, any of money? The, one of the reasons that they're mm-hmm. struggling, yeah, in this market, they're not paying any money to the local guys. How do you know? <laughs> How do you know? How do you know? May, How do you know? Be aware of How a couple know? of them. How? Really? I may have talked to a couple do radio you people. Know? Oh, okay. you may have. Okay. I, you know, there were some people that were have worked around this a... market that that mm-hmm. worked here. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Uh, the, you know, from the different markets because they were hoping to, you know, perhaps, mm. you know, move on mm-hmm. from the mm. from the top five market. That's interesting. That idea. we're in. That's a that's real shame. If, if that's the case, that's ridiculous. I mean, it's it's asinine. It's a, it's market five. I know. Get some good people here. I know. Oh, they could use it, man. Oof. Uh, I know. Anyway, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. <laughs> what, what, what else you have for us? On well, you know, it's fact. sad. A couple of things. It, what, mm-hmm. One, I'm really kind of concerned about um, the Trump White House mm-hmm. and Donald Trump. Like, he's donated his salary and everything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's made a big deal yeah, about yeah. donating his salary. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, he takes no salary. Yeah, I mean, which is good. But, I mean, Melania has started to recycle dresses. Oh, no. And Don't I, say I that. Mean, don't say I, that. I don't know what's going on with the Trump. You know, with the with the finances, like in what period the checkbook of time? or whatever. But you know, in the last <laughs> the last few months, it's it's getting tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, she post she posted a picture mm-hmm. uh, this past Friday night with with the uh, Apple CEO Tim Cook. Okay, you know when Donald mm-hmm. and Melania had him come to Trump had to come for dinner at the at the New Jersey the golf course in New Jersey, and she wore her. Uh, she wore her striped dress, and I think we have a picture of her in the in the Instagram post. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was, and it's really nice. It looks nice. Goes along. Mm-hmm. But uh, she wore that same dress in March. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay, it's only August, uh, and she's already uh, worn the same dress. Thank you. Five, that was, wait, that was a different pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but she was the same dress. That's ridiculous. Now, are they really making a mean? thing out of that? What do you That's mean really ridiculous? a thing. Are you kidding me? That's a thing. See, now, now. You can't in wear May, the same dress in May. You you can laugh about this all you want, all but, right. but just mm-hmm. in May, she wore the camel colored version of the Ralph Lauren with black and white heels. And a few months later, down in Texas, no, don't say that. At the hurricane, don't, don't, same don't. dress. No, are you serious? Just a you few can months laugh all later, you want, same dress. Oh no, uh, oh. different shoes, of course. But, of course. I mean, I'm a little concerned. I mean, Times are getting tough at the. They, they don't have a different dress for every day of the year. I know. Year. It's agonizing. Uh, the Trump times household? Are, times are tough. Something else. I, that's what I mean. I'd like to, I think finances are a little, getting a little tough. Maybe he should start taking that for him I mean, grand. Well, look, I, you look. He needs it. And and really, the dress the dress that she wore Friday at Bedminster, that's only like $1,300 dress. Wow. So, I mean, mm. after having to wear that twice, I mean, what are they living in a trailer park? <laughs> I mean, what are we, <laughs> I mean, is, that, is she driving her own car now? 
I mean, times are tough. Cleaning their own pool. Right? Can you imagine? Oh, man. Making their own beds. No, I cannot imagine. What's next for these people? I cannot imagine. Wow. What is next? Horrific. What is next? And I love the story about the newspapers. Uh, all the 350 together. newspapers all, all doing an editorial together. What I like is that they're uh, they're so mad at mm-hmm. Donald Trump saying that they're uh, in collusion with each other. That, that they've got together and colluded. And colluded. Uh, it's unbelievable. It is. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Now, there's been is. plenty of newspapers go against the grain and said, no, we're not. But we're not that's a lot of papers. It was, yes, it is. I think it was 350 last I saw it. Yeah. yeah, it started at about 100, then it quickly went to 200, and then it went to 350 really fast. Yeah. And so what day are they going to do this? Do you know? Um, that's a good question. I think they had nothing more. They're all going to come out with today. editorials about how bad yeah, it was the today. president is. It was today. The separate editorials was on it? Thursday okay. condemning And you know yeah. why we didn't know that date? Because nobody reads newspapers anymore. Right. Exactly. And that's true. Right. And that's right. And many of those newspapers are probably owned <laughs> by the same company anyway. Yeah. Probably. So yeah. it's like, yeah, you're doing it. Yeah. You're doing it or we'll just shut you down. We might shut you down anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a sad thing with the newspapers. You're you're absolutely right, Keith. And I'll tell you another thing that ticks me off with the newspapers. They want me to read them. If I go to the website, I don't want to have to pay to read your stupid story. Yeah, I'll, I know. I'll I find hate it someplace that. else. I hate that, too. I'll find it someplace else. <laughs> Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi, it's Pat, and I want to tell you about another podcast that I think you're going to love. It's called The News and Why It Matters. It's a group of us talking about the news stories that we think are important every day and why those stories matter to you. The News and Why It Matters. Look for it wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, today, uh, Aretha Franklin died. Really sad. Seventy six years old. It's the same date, August sixteenth, that Elvis Presley died forty one years ago. Uh, everybody keeps saying it's the same day Elvis died. No. <laughs> if it was the same day, that would have been 41 years ago. Uh, uh, so uh, it's the same date, though. Noted. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> this was the uh, original announcement in 1977 when everybody got home, turned on their TV set, found out. Good evening. Elvis Good e- Presley died today. He was 42. Hmm. Apparently, it was a heart attack. He was found at his home in Memphis, not breathing. His road manager tried to revive him. He failed. A hospital tried to revive him. It failed. Mm. His doctor pronounced him dead at 3 o'clock this afternoon. The end, at an early age of one of the two most spectacular careers in the history of American entertainment. Wow. So that was the actual announcement from that, from that time, from that day. Uh, amazing. Uh, amazing how news has changed. Oh yeah, too. it doesn't sound like that I anymore. Was, I was thinking that too. You Elvis Presley has died today. It's just different now. Well, yeah, you know. I thought you were going with the. You had to wait till you got home, and then you had to wait till you got home, and that was breaking news. You just got a tweet, 
and you knew uh, Aretha mm-hmm. Franklin was dead. Yep. You get a tweet, or you get a text, or you get an email alert, or whatever it is. I mean, there's so many different ways to find it out. And I, I remember where I was when I heard that announcement. I remember where I was when I heard the announcement that John Lennon had been shot four years later. No, three. it was only three years later, actually. 1980. Uh, that was that was something. But, uh, yeah, some... We're just losing that a whole generation of people. It it's really sad. Um, you know, we just lost Tom Petty not that long ago. Uh, we lost Glenn Fry from the Eagles last year, the year before. Now it's Aretha Franklin. You wonder, forty-one years later, what would Elvis had he survived? What would he have been like? Would he still have you know continued to get unhealthier? <laughs> <laughs> or would he have? He probably would have snapped out of that. Just absolutely lived in Vegas full time. <clears throat> he probably would have. Yeah, stayed there and mm-hmm. had a career. And had another couple nanner sandwiches, man. Give me another nanner sandwich. Still, I need another nanner sandwich if I could, man. Yeah, baby, I need a a nanner sandwich. <laughs> Ow. He really shoveled in the <laughs> nanner sandwiches, didn't he? In fact, though, there's a place called Witch Witch, and I think it's called the Elvis, and I really love it. And it has uh, peanut butter and uh, yes, P- bananas, bananas and mm. bacon. I think. Ooh, I don't know something. It is. And then perfect. is that the one where they t- they take it and then they deep fry it and then give it to you? Oh, there's oh. one of those where they deep fat fry the oh. the nanner sandwich with all that goodness inside. That's good for you. And now oh, you we know, know that's why good. he died on the toilet. Yes. You'll die the same way mm-hmm. if you eat many of those uh, on the toilet with your pants down around your ankles, just like Elvis. Mm. Uh, so you got that to look forward to. Mm. Not wonderful? 888 <laughs> <laughs> um, Also, uh, as high school football players prepare to take the field for the new season, Fort Worth ISD is preparing for the possibility of this national anthem protest thing because people are going to get pissed. So they're trying to figure out, what are we going to do about this, if anything? District officials say they're now having a conversation with coaches, players, parents. That could result in guidelines for when student-athletes choose to take a knee as a form of protest. They want their young athletes to understand the ramifications and the potential backlash they could face. The real learning experience is helping these students learn that, yes, you can say what you want to say, but you have to understand some people aren't going to agree with you and they're not going to be happy about it, said spokesman uh, Clint Bond. He said that when the uh, anthem protests have already, they've already happened in the district last year, but the new dialogue started after football players at Dunbar High School approached their coach this summer telling them that they were thinking of protesting again this season. His answer was perfect. And that was that we'll talk about it with the administration and the school leadership. Um, but you know, they see this on TV and they think I'm going to do that too. That's cool. They're getting a lot of attention. I don't think they know what's, what, what are you protesting? If you know what you're protesting and you know, you actually know the details of those things that you're protesting and you're well-versed in it. Well, great. You know, then go protest on your own time. Don't waste my time doing it on the football field. I hate that. But uh, uh, 
Fort Worth ISD spokesman said, uh, kids see it on TV, but those are professionals. They're employees of a company, of an organization. These are not employees. These students, these are students who have a right to say some things. Well, yeah, but do they have the right on school time? And are the extracurricular activities like football, is that considered school time? Because I, I, you better work that out. It's interesting because schools are suspending students for the things they're saying on Twitter and Facebook. I don't know how they're doing that because that seems really wrong. But they're trying to control that. So are you gonna are you going to even be able to control what they do on the football field? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. But that would hack me off. It's in okay. So now it's in NFL football. It's probably going to spread to college football, mm. and then it's going to infiltrate high school football. Is there? Can we stop this disease, please? Yeah, they got the city council meetings in uh, Connecticut. Oh right? yeah, wasn't it also on the house floor? Didn't? Yeah. Didn't- Sheila Jackson Lee yeah. do that? Mm-hmm. Stupid. And we got an 11-year-old girl at an elementary school who took a knee for the school Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah, stop it. And then Hillary applauded her for that. Asinine. Do you even know what you're doing? Siri, you're 11. I know you saw it on TV. You think, oh, okay, you can get some attention. Good for you. But do you know what you're doing there? Do you know why if not, stand up. Stop it. Uh, it's it's irritating. <laughs> it's really irritating. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, Andrew in New York, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi there, Pat. Um, hey. I uh, I just wanted to jump back a moment to uh, what our uh, our dear governor up here in uh, in New York said uh, just the other day. There. Yeah. Um, I. I I wonder if he also remembers not all that long ago when he said, basically, I'll, I'll paraphrase for uh, for our wonderful gal lighter, um, that uh, if you don't agree with him, you have no place in New York. Oh, so, am right. I now to understand that um, if if America is to be great, we're all supposed to be at the table, so to speak, but. Uh-huh. Only if we agree with our esteemed governor. That's such a great point. Yeah, because if you if you didn't have his progressive ideals, and I think he I remember him rattling them off, you know, woman's right to choose and all that nonsense. You got no place in you got no place in this state, kind of thing. That's right. We're gonna have yeah. to find that because that's a good point. But now he's saying he wants everybody to have full participation. Well, except for you, Andrew, because you probably disagree with him well, on some things. Yeah, not you. Yeah. Not you. <laughs> well, I'm I, I'm so far up upstate. Uh, when I meet people, I basically say, "Well, uh, I'm from South Canada. I can get to the <laughs> capital of a foreign country faster than my own state capital." So, <laughs> what what part of New York do you do you live in? Uh, have you ever heard of uh, Sackett's Harbor? No, but that's where you are. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, it was a big military base during the War of 1812. Oh, that's kind of cool. Here, so. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. All right, thanks, Andrew. Appreciate the call. Uh, Darian in Michigan, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, guys. Hey. Um, first off, uh, I was going to ask you um, if this nonsense with uh, the kneeling was ever going to end, but it's obvious that it won't. Mm-hmm. No. Um, about this whole Paul Manafort case, uh, 
Do you think that the president will pardon him? And with that aside, do you think he should if he's uh, convicted of a crime? I don't think he should uh, if convicted because it it sounds like, you know, if they do convict him, it's for some fairly serious issues. Uh, And I, I actually don't think he will. I think he's kind of done with Manafort. I think he's kind of separated himself from that era of his uh, campaign and his time in office. And I, I don't think he will pardon Manafort. Were you, are you thinking he will? Um, I, I'm torn. I think that all it's going to take is for Manafort to publicly just start talking about how the president uses the best words and is a stable genius and the pardon, <laughs> pardon will be right there. I mean, just, just waiting on that. Um, one other question before I, uh, before I hop off here, if you don't yeah. mind, mm-hmm. um, now, this is a this is a really really tough question. Um, okay. uh, are you guys vaccinated for um, for butt tongue after chewing the fat with Jeffy? <laughs> right. Wow, that is important. We we do our best to keep it's him from wow. licking us. Yeah. Wow. I've heard that it transmits through ra- it transmits through radio waves, and if yeah. you guys aren't vaccinated, mm-hmm. it's coming for us. <laughs> Thanks, Darian. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, we. I mean, can you imagine how bad the butt tongue from Jeffy would be? Oh, good gosh. Oh, good golly. It's bad enough from your dog. Yep. And I'm not sure that they've developed a vaccine yet for the Jeffy butt tongue disease. I don't I don't know that that even exists. Does it? Yeah, there's the uh, there's the BTD and then there's the uh BTD J strain mm-hmm. that you yeah. really want to avoid. Really want to look out for cuz uh it's a killer. <laughs> <laughs> These poor people that have lost their hands, legs, oh, woman that lost her life. It. Kid lost his fingers and toes, all from the saliva of a dog. I really, I seriously hope people aren't taking a chance anymore because it's not worth it. No. It's just not worth it. Uh, don't let your dog lick you in the face, okay? 888 uh, we've been uh, We've been studying kale a little bit because it's so nasty. And we're, I'm stumped as to why anybody wants to put it in their mouth. <laughs> I don't get it. You know, you talk about butt tongue. I don't want this near me yeah, either. Yeah, that's a tough one there. I mean, kale or your dog's tongue. <clears throat> Here's the thing, though. This is what makes it a powerhouse food. Mm. <laughs> it's go. packed with antioxidants and other nutrients. Some research suggests that regularly eating vegetables in the cabbage family, and this is part of that family. <laughs> it's a disgusting family, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but it helps lower the risk of certain cancers. Of course, many other things also affect your cancer risk, but eating well is one of the ways. And so that's why I'm so happy that I now get kale in my diet without having to taste kale in my mouth. (laughs) From Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. Great stuff. You take a scoop of this, and this is actual superfood. It comes from the fruits and the vegetables. It is the fruits and the vegetables just made into this form. So you take a scoop of it, you put it into a drink or a glass of water, eight ounces, whatever, mm-hmm. and it sweetens the drink, flavors it. It's that easy. It tastes great. And you get a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables, things like kale in your diet. Prebiotic, probiotic, boost your immune system. It's just going to make you feel better and be healthier. Go to BrickHousePat.com, try Field of Greens today, and get 10% off a month's supply with the offer code PAT. If you're like me and you just don't like vegetables, here's a good way to get the nutrition from them without having to, you know, have your gag reflex kick in at dinner time. 
BrickHousePat.com. That's BrickHousePat.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray. All right. 888 Oh, this powerful little girl. Oh, man. All right. So powerful. Here we go. This is, you know, I mentioned she was, she was disciplined for taking a knee during the, uh, the Pledge of Allegiance. Okay. Having a hard time getting through this because I'm sort so torn up about it. Well, I'm sorry. She she was at school. She took a knee. She was at school and she took a knee and teacher came up to her and said, mm, I don't think you should do that. It's kind of disrespectful. So here's here's what she explained about that horrific encounter. It's, it's some precious music behind I it. decided to kneel for the school pledge. Um, um, but, and when uh, I did so, um, yeah, um, my teacher, she, um, um, she came up to me and, and um, she told me that, um, well, she basically implied I was... Um, Disrespecting the country. Um, she mm. brought up her family overseas. How dare she do um, that? Um, oh, no. Um, which, um, uh, to my current belief, to is your that, current belief, is that um, uh, everything like such she, as. Like, legally, this is not in her rights as a teacher to speak to a student like this. Wait. So, it's illegal for a teacher to bring up her family overseas to a student. Is that what I'm to understand? Show me that law, hon. Show me that law. I'd love to see it. Sweet Lord. Good heavens. Oh, good gosh. So, so there you are. You want to go home? Uh, I'd love to right now. Oh, wait. It's just ridiculous. I can't take it. You want to celebrate National Rum Day with bourbon? Yeah, I wish I could. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So you know everybody's encouraging her, including uh, including Hillary Clinton. Hey, good job, brave stance. Is it the brave stance? Is it really when you've got all of liberaldom defending everybody who does this, and it's so brave and it's so wonderful and it's so powerful? Is it you know what the brave thing is to do? Just stand up and say the anthem. Just stand up and sing, the, or stand up and say, recite the pledge and sing the anthem. That's what would be brave. Ugh. Maybe learn something at school about this country so you're not doing stupid things like this. Well, yeah, but you can't learn about the country going overseas. <laughs> well, no, you don't want to hear a teacher's family overseas. And Japan and I don't want to hear that because that's illegal. To learn about U.S. overseas. <laughs> Your teacher brought up somebody overseas? No. Um, that's illegal. Um, um, she needs to um, um, be put in prison. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> wait. What happened there? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Kathy in Connecticut, you're on the blaze. Hi, Pat. Hi. I love your show. Thank you. I'm calling about this n- national anthem kneeling crap. Yep. First of all, that little girl didn't know what she was talking about. She had no idea what it is. No question. My point is, all these sports stars who are kneeling for the national anthem, 
instead of inciting hate, because that's all that does, it gets people angry and gets them riled up, why don't they go into their community and get together with the people and the police and do something positive? Wouldn't that be nice? It would be. Yeah, it would be really nice. Um, thanks a lot, Kathy. And, you know, when you think back on the offseason for the NFL football players, and you remember all the times that they so actively went out and protested in their communities and got together and uh, sent oh, out press releases that like, we're, we're going to be down here at this corner. We're all gonna, summer. All summer long. You couldn't get away from them. So naturally, it's going to carry over to the season, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so obvious that they're just, you know, this is some kind of cry for attention. And, and this is when they do it. To, to piss off, for one thing, Donald Trump. But I'm telling you, they're going to lose their fan base if they don't get a grip on this. Well, yeah, it's like a... They're going to. They're when, going to. When you, you hesitate now to talk football with people because you're going to get... Half the time, well, I don't watch football anymore. Or really, yeah, I don't really follow anymore because it's... I've heard it quite a bit. Yeah. So it's like, it's almost like a trigger now, huh? To talk football. Mm. Because you have no idea if the person you're about to speak with is... that They may be done with football now. When again, all you want as a football fan is a... Like an oasis from the rest of the madness. Just let me get away from this stuff for a few minutes. Let me watch a football game on the weekend and just relax and not have to think about all of the problems that we we all know they're there. We'll be right back to them tomorrow. But give me Sunday during a football game to just enjoy, I don't know, a football game. And we can't. You know, we can't. These networks that have shelled out so much money for the rights to broadcast these games. Yeah. Uh, the audience is leaving. Billions in, the, in some cases. Yeah, they are leaving. Yeah, they they're are. Not, they're, they are not carving out time in their day, in, in many cases, to, to watch your product. So um, these networks might want to, instead of trying to um, perpetuate this uh, situation, <laughs> stop showing the national anthem. Just Just stop it. Or don't put a camera on anything but the flag above the stadium. Yeah, just go to commercial when they do the national anthem. Come back and start with the kickoff. You don't, you don't give these huh. athletes yeah, this that, kind of uh, publicity if if there's nothing that they're getting out of this, no attention. Yeah, and they'll bet, stop. I'll bet it would stop. Yeah. Um, also, did you see a weird story? Seventy six people in a Connecticut park overdosed. Is it yesterday or the day before? In the world. Is it seventy six people were out on the green in New Haven, Connecticut? And they overdosed. What? Yeah, they were bringing in dozens at a time. Uh, a couple of them had life-threatening uh, situations going on, but they they transported, I think, close to all of them to the hospital because they were all overdosing. What in the world? How weird is that? I mean, what was that like? In like a text that went out to everybody? Hey, we're going to go down to the New Haven Green. We're going to do some drugs and. We put some other stuff in it, so it, you might overdose, but come join us for a really good time. Strange story. Really weird. Uh, also, while doing my prep for the show last night, I came across this article on, of all things, Arby's, which I've always found kind of disgusting. Do you uh, like Arby's? I love Arby's. Oh, I'm, you do? I'm listening. No, I don't like Arby's. What's but, wrong with Arby's? I, but I was interested because their ads lately have actually made their food look... Edible, because it's almost great. 
Have you ever had the brisket at Arby's that they they yeah. roast for 14 hours or something? See, I'm a boring guy. I just get the uh, Arby's roast beef sandwich okay. and potato cakes. The one that tastes kind of weird. It's always had a strange hmm. taste to it to me, and that's why I stopped going to Arby's. Are you talking about the regular, regular Arby's roast beef sandwich? Yeah, I don't like it. It doesn't taste like actual roast I mean, beef. First Tom Selleck and now Arby's. I mean, <laughs> call yourself an American. <laughs> Okay. But this article, written by this guy who's a big Arby's fan, okay. he said, while, while the fast food world was concentrating <clears throat> on stunt food, and that's kind of true, Arby's that? began innovating and became arguably the best national chain. While the world was freaking out about Doritos Locos Tacos, <laughs> Arby's was hawking brisket. The launch of Taco Bell's game-changing mashup food announced to the world that the drive through wouldn't be left out of the Insta craze. Suddenly, fast food was getting brasher. The undeniably delicious Doritos Locos Tacos opened floodgates that had been shut since the Double Down made its quick splash back in 2010. Suddenly, the world was thrown into a cacophony of brash excess. Mac and cheese was rolled into Cheetos and fried at Burger King, jack-in-the-box, threw double cheeseburgers between grilled cheese sandwiches. Value meals became value boxes, transforming chicken sandwiches and nuggets into side dishes to be served alongside burgers and fries. And while this was happening, little Arby's quietly toiled away, ignoring the trend of being flashier, louder, bigger, wilder, and concentrated on actual food like the brisket. After a long process, Arby's went to a, a Texas smoking family, and they figured out how to do this to scale of a national chain. So they smoke their meat for 13 hours. That's amazing. I mean, that's what real barbecue places do. Sometimes these gambles work, um, and you'll get a great uh, core product like the smokehouse brick brisket. Sometimes items like pork belly and porchetta. Find uh, a market, but have a little fanfare. But pork belly. Have you tried the pork? You, no, you just yeah, said you just, just do the, the boring I'm stuff. Boring, yeah. Got to try the pork belly sandwich. That really? seems. You want to go to Arby's sometime? I'm kind of thinking about <laughs> it. <laughs> this has kind of turned me around a little bit on Arby's. Okay. I mean, Arby's is just something you make fun of. No. What? Not. Uh, I, I mean, right? No. The, wasn't that <laughs> one of John Stewart's big things? Was. Mm. And then the Simpsons did a, an episode where one of the characters said, I am so hungry, I could eat at Arby's. Oh, come on. <laughs> I love Arby's. I can relate to that. <laughs> More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Here on the Blaze Radio Network. And thank you for being here as well. 888-900-3393. Let's play the uh, Andrew Cuomo line again. Because Andrew from New York, not Andrew Cuomo, but a different Andrew, (laughs) uh, called us and reminded us about this rant he made against conservatives. Well, he sounds like he's so inclusive in this America bashing thing. You know, because America is just not that great. I mean, not There's not full participation yet. 
Here's what he said. And look, the simple point is all this comes down to this. And look. Mm-hmm. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. Jeez. It's unreal. We have not reached greatness. Are you kidding we me? We will reach greatness <sighs> when every American yeah. is fully engaged. Okay. We will every reach American's fully greatness every American. when discrimination and stereotyping and against stereotyping women, 51% of our population you know what I'm is talking gone. about when that's all gone over there. When these little babes, these women, these uh, dames, when they uh, get out of the workforce and have more abortions, that's when, uh, that's what I'm talking about over there. You talking to me, eh? You talking to me? You ain't talking to me. I'm Andrew Cuomo. Ah, it reminds me of my days in New York. You don't tell me nothing over there. (laughs) Okay, so full participation. That's the deal, right? Yeah, yeah. He wants to hear from all of us. Mm, yeah, he wants to hear from every everybody. Everybody's okay. got to have a say. Andrew well, Cole. except for not some people. What? Obviously, here's what, what he said. Their uh, problem is themselves. Conservatives. Who are they? Who are they? Are they these Bastards. extreme conservatives mm-hmm. who are right to life? Oh my God! How a could pro you? assault weapon. <laughs> oh boy. Anti-gay. Mm. Is that who they are? No. Because if that's who they are, right. and if they are the extreme conservatives. They have no place in the state of New York. So this because what? that's not who New I'm, Yorkers are. I'm sorry, wait. What? They have no place in New York? He says it like a spoiled kid. They have no place in the state of New York. They got no place in the state of New York over there because I'm the decider. Uh-huh. And I've decided with no place for these, uh, what do you call it, uh, conservatives over there. Pro-life. Pro-life. Pro-assault weapon. What, you don't want to kill babies? Ain't nothing more fun than killing a bunch of babies over there. <laughs> I I don't even yeah, but can't but full them. participation, uh, full participation. Well, except for you guys. So typical so, of the absolute hypocrisy that exists. Ah, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. There's a new poll. Speaking of all of this. Racism mm-hmm. coming from Donald Trump right? oh my over goodness. there. America's never been that great over there. A new poll released yesterday <laughs> from Rasmussen reports uh, that President Trump's approval rating in the black community is exploding. It's almost doubled from a year ago. The poll showed that nationally the president's job approval rating is is split 49% approved 49% disapproved but when it came to black voters how they feel about him a, a, a surprising 36% approved of his job performance wow. 36% in the pre, in the face of, blacks. of all of this <laughs> yeah when talk they're that he's the when they're told every day he's a racist biggest hater in the history of hate every single day they're told that hmm. That's interesting. Very much so, Ivan. Because an article from the uh, Atlantic revealed that Trump's support from the black community had doubled from about 8% in 2016 to 17% last year. And now it's at 36%? That's really something. Hmm. But when people find out 
that he doesn't like dogs. Oh, no, what? That no. might change things. Because there's what a lot of... happening? How many dog lovers are there in America? Well, I mean, I don't want to make out with them. They might kill me, but I mean, I like them. Well, you don't want butt tongue, that's for sure. That's right. Uh, but... Tongue. But they're discussing... They are discussing on uh, MSNBC with Brian Williams. Wait, they're discussing what? Butt tongue disease? The fact that Donald Trump doesn't like dogs. Because he called Omarosa a dog. So obviously he thinks dogs are inferior. And so obviously he doesn't like dogs. That's kind of the line of reasoning Brian Williams and his guest uh, are, are pursuing here. Does this president really physically not like dogs? Uh, that's right, Brian. That's He's right, actually Brian. the first president in more than 100 years who's uh, not had a dog. <laughs> that's right, Brian. Uh, he's actually the first president in, in 100 years to not even have a dog. <laughs> it's unconstitutional, as you know, uh, Brian, from the good and plenty clause, a, a uh, commander-in-chief must own a dog, and he doesn't. So I think that's uh, – I think we can impeach him on that grounds right there. Uh, as a pet in the uh, White House, he right. has lived with a dog before when he first got married to his first wife, Ivana. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, she brought with her a poodle. Okay. Uh, he resisted oh. the dog. He didn't want to have anything to do with the poodle. But she- Well, well any right. self-respecting man Come is on. going to resist a poodle. Wow, that's your uh, – Nobody that's, wants a poodle. That's your evidence, sir? <laughs> Well, yeah, he did. He resisted the poodle. The he, poodle he didn't want a poodle it's a, it's around. It's a poodle. It's a poodle. Yeah, yes, it's so. a poodle. Lots of different breeds of poodle. There's the, you know, the Labradoodle. Mm-hmm. It's a Labrador poodle mix. So okay. they put the two words together, and I find it amusing. A Labradoodle. Uh-huh. <laughs> Could be a Patador. Is that great? A Labradoodle. I see that. But uh, but a poodle. Uh, can you imagine a man that doesn't love a poodle? Uh, yes. Yeah. I can. I, I can think imagine, I think, a couple right here in this very room. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. I mean, that he makes it the worst. The dog. poodle's coming along. Chappie's coming along. Right. Turns out Chappie mm-hmm. didn't like Trump very much because oh, whenever boy. Trump would oh, come boy. near Ivana's closet, Chappie would bark at him territorially. Now, how does that guy know that? <laughs> Turns out every time uh, the dog would come around and would do- bark at him when it came next to his closet. What? She, she, <laughs> yeah. She wrote about it or something. I don't know. Did she? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Ivana writes about this Ivana. in her oh, memoir there we that go. came out a few months ago. Right. We launched an extensive <laughs> web search that took us at least a few minutes, and we could only find one photo extant in all the land of Donald Trump yeah. with a dog. Well, that's proof positive then. Now, hold on. Brian Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is go. supposedly a respected journalist. Uh-huh. What you did was you searched the web for yeah. pictures of Trump with a dog. You know what? And you could only find one. Pat, I did a search of Brian Williams being shot at, and I couldn't find any proof of that what? either. So. No. <laughs> uh, look for look for a picture of Brian Williams with a dog. And then if we can't find one, we'll do an extensive <laughs> search for the next 30 seconds. If okay. we can't find one, he obviously <laughs> hates dogs. He's obviously a dog hater. All right, here we go. But it's deadly serious what he it's does deadly. Uh, deadly serious. with that word, right uh, using word. it as an attack. He's dehumanizing his enemies. That's the goal there. That's the goal uh, And there, there's a long sure. history, actually, long. of authoritarian leaders oh boy. Uh, who Here we use go. these an- animalistic slurs uh, mm-hmm. as insults to dehumanize individuals or groups of people. Uh, we remember in, during the Holocaust, uh, the Nazis would call Jews oh. uh, rats. Good. Golly. Okay, so because he called Omarosa a dog on Twitter, uh, he's being compared to the Nazis and calling Jews rats. Wow. 
All right. In our extensive research, uh, Keith, how many uh, photos? Are there a lot of photos with Brian Williams and dogs? Yes. Really? So we can't we can't draw the conclusion that Brian Williams hates dogs. Yeah. Well, the, I I just found one of uh, Trump and his long history of so, okay. Yeah, but you searched for Look more than that. thirty seconds. <laughs> that, like right, they said, just right there, Donald Trump and his dog, right there, right there. Trump. All right, so there's one, okay. uh, but I'm looking for Brian Williams and dogs. I mean MSNBC. Oh no, you're right. There's there's several. Yeah. Okay. okay, so this is well, this isn't Brian Williams. Uh, there's Brian Williams, and he's actually walking. He's actually walking his dog. It second. looks like maybe in uh, Manhattan. I see another hmm. one different than the one you have of Trump and a dog. I mean, stop it! Is it just photoshopped? No, uh uh-uh, uh, no, not, no. Oh, there's a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. See. Oh, there's one. Okay. Um, I got. I've got. How many do I've you got have? One from you over there, and two over here. Well, look. Stop it, NBC. I mean, we you can talk only about find one. Yeah, eh, idiots. Maybe have your filter set wrong to you know um, filter out anything that would support the opposite of what you say. The <laughs> filter that they're using. Um, yeah. So I mean, you talk about it. Just goes out of their way every mm-hmm. day to make this man look bad. Mm-hmm. And what a stretch. Well, uh, dictators, uh, they refer to other people as rats, which is an animal. So if you don't like dogs, then you must not like Jews. What? I'm sorry. What? Holy cow. And here's a guy who has done more for Israel, more to support Israel than right. probably any American president in history already. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Then you've got you know the continued saga of everybody who. Uh, wants to have Amarosa on to help them bash the president. And so she went on MSNBC with another tape of, I guess, uh, somebody in the in the Trump universe trying to offer her $15,000 a month after she got fired. Um, and they're saying that's to buy her silence. Now, that's not the way it was presented to her. They were trying to find her a job. They were going to give her something to do. You could you could see that as Donald Trump liked her. So he's like, hey, you know, find her something maybe that pays her about what she was making before. And so she's got a tape of them finding something to pay her uh, $15,000 a month to do whatever. Now, she says it, it was hush money. But, of course, she's going to because she's trying to destroy him right now. And that just, you know, sadly, that does show that his judgment was perhaps a little bit flawed in inviting her into the White House in the first place. She should never have been there, which we kind of mentioned at the time. But uh, it's, it's it's too bad. I mean, you see the writings on the wall. You knew this had to happen with her because that's who she is. That's what she does. Triple eight. Nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Then the the huge deal they're making out of John Brennan's security clearance being revoked. So what? First of all, who cares? Why does why does John Brennan, who used to be with the CIA, used to be the head of the CIA, but the but the important phrase there is used to be. He is the ex CIA director. Mm-hmm. 
So why does he continue to need yeah. security clearance? I didn't even realize that was really a thing. I, I didn't know that either. And I guess I should have because of Sandy Berger right. going in after he was with Clinton. Right. But I just but never we just didn't of that. put that much thought into yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, wait a minute. Why are these people have security clearances when they're not working anymore? Uh, that's that 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 in of itself makes no sense. And he's tying it to free speech. Oh, that shows. What about my free speech? You can still say what you want. You don't have to have security clearance to do that. What do you mean? That has nothing to do with free speech. Think about this. Think of a job you've had in the past. Would mm-hmm. you be allowed just to walk in there today? Oh my gosh! And you have never, you haven't worked there in however long. It doesn't matter. <laughs> a year, ten years, it doesn't matter. Yeah, go in now, there and start wandering around. That. And then go another level to have a security clearance after the fact. Yeah. Stop it. This is the United States government. You serve, you leave. Goodbye. It's a man mm-hmm. Here's how unlikely that is to happen. When I was fired on my birthday at, uh, at Clear Channel in Houston. This is after I abandoned you? Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. It's a hard memory, right? <laughs> so, so I'm fired on my birthday. Um, you talk about not being able to wander around afterward. They didn't let me wander around that day. Like I was going to, what am I going to do to this place? Yeah. They had to assign somebody to stand with me as I cleared out my stuff and left the building. Been there twice. Yep. Yeah. I hear you. That's how bad it is. But you have to still continue your security clearance. Shut up. Stop it. Shut up. All right. We all know that losing weight and keeping it off could be a real struggle. Once you hit a certain age, it's really tough. We, we talked to, uh, a client yesterday she was sitting right here lost a, a bunch of weight was it 12 or 18 she pounds 15 or pounds, 15 pounds yeah, diane like spiker and then diane uh, and this is uh keeping it off for a riduzone baby. and so it was she said riduzone is it really does do all the things you say it does which is great um and and it's also safe it's natural not a bunch of chemicals in it it's fda acknowledged so you take this it contains OEA, which has been shown to boost metabolism, and it helps to reduce your appetite so you're not thinking about food all day. Yeah. That's half the battle right there. So if you've been struggling with it, stop it. Try Riduzone. See if it helps. Order it today at Riduzone.com. Enter the promo code PAT to get 30% off a three-month supply. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Promo code PAT for 30% off. It's time to make it happen. Let Riduzone help you get over the hump. Riduzone.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We're just talking about uh, Brennan's security clearance uh, being revoked. Oh, the humanity on that! Oh no! Why is nobody even asking the question? Why do you still have security clearance in the first place? You don't need it. You're not in the government anymore. Um, and besides, we should have revoked his clearance when he said this. The president's strategy is absolutely clear about the threat we face. Our enemy is not terrorism. 
because terrorism is but a tactic. It's a tactic. Our enemy it's... is not terror. Terror. Because terror is terror a state of mind. Is a state of and mind. As Americans, we refuse to live in fear. Oh, okay. So nor do we terror. describe our enemy as jihadists or Islamists, uh -huh. because jihad is a holy struggle, mm. a legitimate tenet of Islam, meaning to purify oneself of one's community. I see. And there is nothing holy or legitimate no. or Islamic or... about murdering innocent men women, and children. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Indeed, characterizing mm -hmm. our adversaries this way would actually be counterproductive. Oh, I see. So that's when we should have revoked John Brennan's security clearance back then when he was in the Obama administration trying to justify jihad. And that it's, we're not fighting against their jihad. What? Okay. And then was it Clapper or was it Brennan that said the Muslim Brotherhood is mostly secular? <laughs> These people are just, well, they're butt stupid, and we all know it. Mm -hmm. Now, Jim Jordan, who's a pretty good rep representative, um, and he might be the next Speaker of the House. We'll see. Anyway, he tweeted out, yeah, Brennan lost his security clearance. How about some more of that? Let's revoke mm -hmm. Clapper. Let's revoke his security clearance. He lied under oath. How about Susan Rice? Blamed Benghazi on a video. Jim Comey, fired. Uh, McCabe, fired. Struck, fired. Yates, fired. Revoke all of their security clearances. Uh, I, I agree with him. Yeah. If any of these folks still have a clearance, they should lose it too, he wrote. So... Uh, yeah. I, I agree 100% with that. I still can't believe that that is a thing where you get to keep your security clearance. That makes sense to me. You could totally sabotage the next administration. And boy, mm -hmm. it's not like and we're not trying hyper partisan as it is. You serve with Obama for eight years. You, Trump's coming in here. Oh, I'm going to use my national security clearance to, I don't know, fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. It's not like an, a government official. I don't know, a couple of FBI agents come to mind, might do that if given the chance, sabotage the next administration. Oh, boy. Sure tried. Mm -hmm. Then we were blown away this week, too, with the news that uh, Peter Strzok was fired. Wait, what? He, he still had his job all this time? All this time! The guy had his job until now. I mean, it's just some weird stuff. But that's stuff okay, because he's got uh, yeah, the fine. massive people on the left that are funding his... Uh, Next step, oh, where is he now? we're up to $421,605 at the GoFundMe page for Peter Strzok. Oh, good golly. What was his initial target, Twenty-five? Like, uh, no, I think somebody put 100000 or something, 100? and then okay. it went up to two fifty. now five hundred. I mean, stop. 500000 and he's raised $421,000. That's all his. That's not for charity. That's not for uh, some feel-good cause. That's for Peter Strzok just because. Just because people hate Trump and they want to make a statement by giving him money. Wow. I'll, yep. I'll say I hate Trump if you'll give me $400,000. Hey. I don't have a problem with that. Man, we Maybe constantly... we should start. Uh, you know, every day at a certain time, I'll say it for you if you want. And it just send me, you know, half a million dollars, let's say. Now, Glenn's goal is $1 billion. Yeah, he's close. Is he, is he getting there? Yeah, he's up to... Uh... All right, let's see. He's up to 11,000. 328. 328. I mean, that's like right on the cusp of 1 billion. Almost there, baby. Almost there. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, we, we constantly have these epiphanies. Man, we are in the wrong business. We're doing no the wrong things to make money. Man, if you can, if you can just put it, something on the internet and say, hey, uh, 
give me money. And people do. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why would there be a homeless problem in this country? How, like, how do I justify this? Because like instead of just like Glenn saying, you know, hey, you know, like whoever set it up for Glenn, mm-hmm. you know, he's Glenn. Like, right. how do I? I mm-hmm. need a sob story on, on some level. I think there's got to be some justification to give me money other than just give me money. Yeah. Well, you like, got to tap into a, a passion source somehow, oh, I guess. I got it. Mm-hmm. We work with Jeffy. No, there There's you go. Pat and I money. We split it with right? me. Right? You know, I'm going to set up a GoFundMe page and see what happens. All right. See what happens. Okay. 888 Police in Georgia trying to figure out uh, who stole a semi-truck filled with about $98,000 worth of ramen noodles. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I've actually lived on these before. It could be me as a prime suspect. Yeah, this is some college student. <laughs> Who's going to be eating noodles for the rest of his life. <laughs> the Fayette County Sheriff's Office said the driver parked the tractor trailer at a Chevron gas station uh, with permission from the owner. Mm-hmm. And deputies said when the driver returned to pick up the semi, it was gone. The trailer is white, has a license plate tag 202-643A. And uh, as, of, as of this morning, yeah. no arrests have been made. In the heist of the ramen noodles. Hmm. That'll teach you to leave your ramen noodles hmm. unattended. Now, technically, ramen noodles qualify as food, right? Technically. So I think you have to you have to name the person who's most likely. I mean, definitely a person of interest. Mm-hmm. Jeff Fisher. Yes, you Prime should. suspect here has to be... Like, where was he? Jeffy. What day was that? July 27th? Yeah, where was he? Wait, was he yeah, off I think, that I think that was the day he was sick. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. Freaking guy went and stole $98,000 worth of ramen noodles. Huh. Is there a reward? Uh, I don't know. I don't think there's a reward. Doesn't list one. I don't if think there's so. a reward, uh, we're about to cash in, and we don't have to worry about a GoFundMe page. Turn Bizarre. into a suspect who's guilty. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Use that number tomorrow. We will uh, talk to you then, um, and we'll find out what what other insanity has uh, <laughs> has struck our great nation. Yes. Right here on Pat Gray Unleashed. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.